All right, y'all. I'd like to start this episode by playing a game. Would you like to play a game? How did you oh. not do the fucking Billy? Like, mm-hmm. I want to play a game. I know, I know. I'm just the worst. Is this uh, a game of chance? It is not. It's a game of knowledge. Oh, I'm going, wits. Yeah. I'm going to lose. And never go up against a Sicilian. When oh, I don't game remember. of death. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so it's yet to be named. We'll currently call it the Guess the Horror Movie from the Wait. Hold on. We're going to rename it again. We may immediately. need to workshop Before this title. Before you do that, can I apologize to the listeners for my terrible Wallace Shawn? No. I, I apologize. It's unforgivable. <laughs> so. No apologies here. <laughs> it's called Guess the Good Horror Movie from the Bad Review. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. Why don't you explain the rules? So I will. I know what's going on. Uh, yeah. Good, good. That's a good baseline mm-hmm. for a game. If I'm going to participate, I want to know <laughs> yeah. what I'm doing. <laughs> this is not the first game you've played, I see. Uh-uh. Okay. I've done at least three games. <laughs> <laughs> so the rules. I picked three movies. They all came out in 1987, which is the same year as the movie of this podcast. Mm, okay. Uh, they're all horror movies. And for each movie, I picked three uh, reviews, three one-star reviews, either from Amazon or Letterboxd. The reviews will start vague and sort of increase in specificity as y'all don't get it. Uh, I'd say whoever gets it first gets the point. I love that word, specificity. Yeah, it's a fun mm. one to say. I never yeah. get to use it in real life. So uh, whoever says the movie name first gets the point and we'll move on to the next film. What okay. do we win at the end of this? Uh, that's a good question. Admiration. Oh. Yeah. Okay, I don't have any of that yet. Uh, what do we got for <laughs> There can be Bob? only one true ruler of the Grave Talk podcast. You have my respect. Yes. And uh, my axe. <laughs> admiration. Let's not get carried away with respect. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Y'all ready? Y'all ready for this? Let's get into it. Do you want me to cue that song? <laughs> first movie, first review. All right, uh, who, who's guessing first? Is it just whoever? We'll just raise our hands. Okay. And then that person gets called upon. All right, all right. Uh, I'll say classroom Mar- style. Yeah. Yes. I picked this review, not Chris this movie, sauce, baby. but this review for you. But I mean, you both can. But when I read sure, this, sure. I was yeah, like, ah, yeah, this gotcha. is a Mark one. All right, first movie, first review. At best, I was hoping for an entertaining way to spend 90 minutes. At worst, I was expecting garbage pale kids quality enjoyment. <laughs> Unfortunately, I found this to be neither. This movie is terrible in just about every way unlikable characters, stupid stereotypes boring villain and horrible direction this movie is bad in just about every way i will take the awfulness of the garbage pale kids any day over this this must be really bad because that is one of the worst movies ever made no the garbage pale kids it's so bad but it's so enjoyable <laughs> well it's better according to this individual than this movie that we like and right. it's a horror movie so yes. here let's uh, let's see if we can suss this out context clues 1987 mm-hmm. villain Singular. Sorry, that was a mistake. It is villains. Villains. Okay. So. Villains. And Garbage Pail Kids is the litmus test for this person. Right. So, so I'm thinking it's puppets. Be younger, it's got to be younger for kids. And puppets, right? There's yeah. going to be some aspect of some sort of outfits. When did Gremlins come out? I'm thinking that was 86. Okay. I think that's right. pre this. I'm thinking it could be like a Critters. Oh. Or a Munchies. <laughs> the one nobody talks about. <laughs> okay. Is, is that one of your official guesses? Uh, let's see. Uh, he said that he was expecting the lunacy and the craziness of the garbage pail kids. Yeah, it was worse. And stereotypes. Would you like to go review two? I'm going to I'm gonna have to pass. Well, hold on. Okay. Can we submit a guess and continue? Yes, yeah, absolutely. Yes. Okay. At this moment, I'm going to say munchies. <laughs> Shit. Okay. I'm passing. All right. If you have kids, do not watch this movie! Exclamation <laughs> point. <laughs> there is swearing from the moment the movie starts till it ends. 
There was one point at the end of the movie where Dracula calls the five-year-old girl the B-word. Seriously, four exclamation points. We know what it we is. We both know what it is. You want to say it? No, no, go ahead, Mark. Monster Squad. That's the one. <laughs> Worse than the Garbage Pail Kids. Bullshit. That is... You're wrong. Who wrote that review and what year was it from? Uh, I'd have to go back and look. I didn't save that. Uh, Wow. Worse than the Garbage Pail Kids. Yeah. This person does not... I I mean, to be fair, though, there's not a lot of stereotypes in this, but there's a lot of, like, really unacceptable 80s language. Yes. The the, the F word gets bandied around quite a bit. Or the homophobia out the the gate. Like, that's true, but, like, stereotypes? Yeah. Yeah. Well, one of the, the the running theme in a lot of these one star or lower reviews was the cursing and homophobia. Yeah. Uh, I bet this was an older review though, before this thing started getting oh, yeah. resurgence. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. A lot also, of these I'm gonna do a TED talk old. on how basically like werewolf movies are stereotyped of werewolves. Yeah. <laughs> Let them free. Where's my werewomen? Yeah, good point. We've actually we've yeah, talked we about have, this. We've had this. So moving on. All movie right. two. Also, continuing the trend from nineteen eighty seven. Spoiler, all three of them will be. Okay. I thought about rating this movie a two, but I know that will haunt me for the rest of my life. (laughs) I see this movie and every time I look at it, it hurts my freaking eyes. The movie takes place mostly in a psychiatric hospital and poor hapless teams being terrorized by... I bleeped out the character's name because I would obviously give it away. But does it really matter? Because you don't care for the characters in the first place. Good. Let them die. The sooner they die, the sooner the movie is over. (laughs) Uh, Almost as bad as the Blair Witch Project. Do you got something to say about what I wrote? And I know you do. Please write me at. And the person left their email. Of course, as you do. You imagine like 30 years after this review is written and this individual just wakes up in cold sweats and be like, I gave it a two. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> I, I have a guess. I'm, I'm going to say it's the uh, Nightmare on Elm Street uh, part four. Is that the one they're in the insane hospital? I think that was the uh, number three. Okay. The number three is what the I'm Dream Warriors. Of. Yes. Dream, I'm thinking of Dream Warriors because all those characters were like annoying. Well, what else was said in that setting? Like Michael Myers 5, right? But that was in the 90s? Yeah, that would have been like... Okay. Yeah, early 90s, I believe. Dr. Giggles, he was like a dentist. Of course, Dr. Giggles. Who doesn't have Dr. Giggles? <laughs> Famous Dr. Giggles. I think that was probably later than this as well. 87, though. I don't know. I would say you might be right, Garrett. I mean, there was Hellraiser 2, but that's... You didn't have a, a cast of characters. Mm. You had, you know, what's her nuts and Dude, what year was Clive Barker's Hellraiser? Eighties. <laughs> Somewhere in that decade. <laughs> I'm going with uh, the loose eighties. Elm Street Part Three. All right, I don't have a better answer yet. All right, he's got it. Whoa. Yeah. yeah. All right, Woo. man. Uh, and fuck that guy. Yeah. He's always like the best one of the franchise. Actually, you know, he rated it. <laughs> One star. He was thinking about giving it two stars. Yeah, he couldn't oh, bring himself to yeah. do two couldn't stars. Couldn't do it. Because then he'd wake up in the Yes, sweats. exactly. Okay. He would have overrated it. Uh, I'm going to read the second one just because it is so over the top. Yeah, let's okay. hear it. Good Lord, what is this travesty? Horror? <laughs> Horror? You find scarier things on kids' TV and the actual story. Dream Warriors? <laughs> Again, you'd find that on kids' TV. This is so far the most overrated piece of dross I have ever seen. Avoid it like it's got Corona, but spelled like the beer, not the virus. <laughs> Do you think of he was referring to is. Corona, the beer? I wish, but you know he wasn't. Oh, wow. So this, is, this had been a recent This was review. a recent yeah. one. This is a letterbox Jeez. one. All right. 
That was, that was a golden age for parents being stupid and not realizing how like terrible we spoke on the playground. Oh, yeah. And our parents just like, they don't know what sex is. And it's like, you dumb piece of shit. Go fuck your mother. But we're just like saying stuff that it's like, if they only knew. Uh, the uh, ignorance of parents. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, the glory it is. <sighs> All right. Number three. All right. This one's a long one, but I'm going to paraphrase it some. This is one of the most 80s thing I've ever seen. Maybe it deserves a better rating because of how many mullets were on screen at once, but Jesus Christ, this is sure a slog to get through. Uh, I thought it would be hokey in a dumb, fun way, but it just ended up being bad in a mind-numbingly boring way. The twist makes zero fucking sense. It's just a fucking lame loophole ending because the writer was incapable of making anything in this film remotely coherent. Main character was the most interesting out of everyone. He was barely in this. The vampire has intact... Oh, damn. I was going to say Lost Boys. It is Lost Boys, yeah. Before you even got to that part, I was like, this has to be Lost Boys. <laughs> All right, I'll have to go harder next time. <laughs> uh, I was trying to find what the right balance is. Let's see. Some other reviews for Don't Lost Boys. Don't say vampire. We're that was a mistake. I meant to go er, but... That's fine. Uh, Near Dark is so much better. This was miserable. Only two women in the cast, and none of them were endearing. Uh, my girlfriend made me watch this movie. Halfway through, I was fantasizing about Corey Feldman staking me through the heart just to end this <laughs> agony. <laughs> Horrible acting, cheesy dialogue, half-baked delivery. It's not remotely funny or cool except for Corey Hames clothes those are funny one star <laughs> damn this person get fucked none of them gave any shout outs to the saxophone man not a single one because well, they were Tim Capello yeah. Woo. yeah shout out Tim Capello everybody rates him five stars so all right well there's our well, game that's that next time I will make it harder for y'all well Mark congratulations sir you got me on the Lost Boys. Well, you knew it too, I'm sure. Actually, not until not until like he said vampires. I like, oh, Lost Boys. But you you seem like you had a, a pretty good inclination beforehand. The twist ending. Who is the lead vampire? <laughs> I, I was putting that together. Okay, in my head. okay, yeah. I, I can see that now. And the mullets. I mean, yeah. see the mullets. I was thinking we could still be Night of the Demons. We could. There's a there's a quite a few movies that have mullets. So I was still like you know. Mulling that over. Yeah. <laughs> Mulleting that over. I'll leave now. Hey, all you creatures from cyberspace. Thanks for joining us on another episode of the Grave Talk podcast. My name is Mark. Again, joined with John and Garrett. Fellas, we're back for another one. How are we doing today? I don't remember what I've said recently, so I'm just going to stick with good. Okay. <laughs> that is a safe answer. Yeah. My, my lawyer has advised me to just say good. <laughs> I can't recall how I'm doing. Listeners, there's a gentleman I haven't recognized before that's sitting behind Garrett, and he keeps looking at him and nodding. So I guess there's some sort of legality going Jesus on Jesus Christ, dude. I was so freaked out. I was like, who the fuck is behind me? Can I answer that question? Uh, no? Yeah. No, my lawyer advises no, against it. Well, what have we been up to since last time? Evelyn not doing good since no one cares about how I'm feeling. Ooh. Jeez, Mark. I thought your lawyer said, okay, how are you doing then, Garrett? <laughs> I'm doing fine, man. Good. Well, what have we been up to since last time? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I watched Near Dark. You familiar with this film? Uh, you heard about this movie? Yeah. Maybe. Was yeah. that in the year 1987? That's the one. 1987. Mm. It's Near Dark. Yeah. Well, have you seen anything else worth talking about since the last time? No, I'm looking through my letterbox. Okay, and I, I'll start. Yeah, I watched I've Casablanca. Seen... Okay. Not a horror movie, though. 
Well, I watched a couple that I'll bring up. I finally got around to watching The Deep House, which is the underwater haunted mansion yes. in the lake. God, you told us about this and mm-hmm. I need to know everything. Yeah. It's, tell us more. Tell us more. It's kind of boring. Honestly, <laughs> that <laughs> I love a good Grease reference. Thank I'm you. sorry. I couldn't help it. It's the, the setting is neat, right? Going underwater, seeing these people scuba dive around a creepy mansion. I like that idea. So it's are they neat. in scuba year the whole time or yeah. do they actually like have air in the house? So the premise is, is that these people that are doing viral videos are going to these creepy places and doing their YouTube, whatever. Classic. So they find out about this house. It's been sunk under a lake. The details evade me at the moment exactly how it got down there, but they do go down in full scuba gear and it's underwater the whole time. They probably dammed an area and it was underneath water at that point. I would say something like that. But as they explore the house, you find out that there was some sort of rituals happening in here. Some secrets to uncover. That's why they dammed Um, the whole place up to get rid of this house. Yeah. That's what you do. You drown it. You yeah. damn it. Well, you can't nuke it from orbit. Put it underwater. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, like I said, it, it, the, the setting was interesting, but our characters were a little bland. Um, I couldn't tell if it was like poor acting or if it was like 80 yard the entire movie. Well, it's probably 80 yard because they're, if they're underwater, you got an 80 yard most. Well, that part's too, but even outside before they oh. go underwater, I'm just like, <laughs> is that dialogue matching up? I can't tell. So the plot is what I'm worried about. I expect yeah. a little bit of stupidity, but does it actually have a interesting backstory or does it have like good plot to actually get you through it genuinely i can't say it does and it isn't until like the last 30 minutes that you really start getting the spooks underwater occurring like you know you'll have your ghosts but it's just people painted white kind of floating through the water wow it's not a bad effect though it is kind of cool they ultimately get trapped in this house and they're running out of oxygen and they're trying to escape so that's kind of like the final act of the film um, in their tanks, right? Correct. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, there's gotcha. no, there's at no point are they out of gear in the house. Okay, okay. I know the supernatural stuff will let them breathe underwater. No, or none like of that. that. Okay, gotcha. Um, it's on Paramount Plus now. It's free. If that setting sounds interesting to you, I'd say check it out. But overall, like I said, I was a little bored with it. All right. Now, question. Did this whole movie take place in front of like a green screen with the actors just pretending to be underwater real slow? No, this Damn. looks like it was actually filmed in a sunken house. Okay. I was, so props on that. Yeah. I was just hoping it was just actors moving in slow motion, pretending <laughs> to swim. No, then you're talking about the asylum level <laughs> yeah. films. You don't want those. He just rotated <laughs> the frame. On wires and just kind of like air swimming. No, they right. just rotated the frame 90 degrees. Oh, you That's think all. so? Yeah, they're just standing their up. Are, their feet aren't <laughs> yeah. kicking. It's just like, the hands. Like Batman and Robin <laughs> scaling <laughs> the fucking building. God, yeah. Okay. No, it wasn't that bad. I'll give it a little more props. All right. Uh, another one I watched was from 1989 called The Intruder. This is set inside of a grocery store while people are stocking the store. And it's about, um, or, you know, a murderer picking people off one by one. Uh, it was really enjoyable. It started out very slow. I will say it feels like they had an hour's worth of material stretched over an hour and a half. And as the case with a lot of horror movies. Yeah. So you're seeing a lot of, you know, the people poking around like the camera's facing them and it's just their reactions for rice aroni are you fucking crazy a lot of hot restocking action i assume (laughs) i get you there is like this box of flax seeds that keep falling off the shelf and then it turns out there's like a murderer on the other side (laughs) pushing them over and then it like stabs in the mouth (laughs) Ooh, but i've actually seen intruder it's it's enjoyable but yes it is very slow i will say that uh, the back half of the film is where all the fun is so if you find yourself getting tired of it stick with it i end up really recommending this movie at the end of it. Just like a grocery um, store. The back half has all the fun stuff. The yeah. milk. All the poultry, all the fish. <laughs> well, I guess there depends on your grocery depends. store. Yeah, yeah you but know. the milk is always in the back. Milk is yeah. always in the always. back. Always. Well, notably, this film has an acting role 
provided by Sam Raimi. He's in Ooh. front of the camera as one of the stalkers of the shelves, uh, along with his brother Ted. And actually, Dan Hicks from Evil Dead 2 is the manager of the grocery store, and in, it's his performance that saves this movie, in my opinion. Also, the gore is fucking yes, wicked. Yes, it is very gory. It is crazy gory. Hmm. Like, at the first half of the film, you don't expect it, and then it's just bam, death, 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 and it's like, holy shit, you guys... You got me. Oh, my God, you guys. Mm. So highly recommended. Not highly. Let's put me. <laughs> recommended. Recommended for sure. That's a recommended one currently on Shudder. Check it out if you got Shudder. Yeah, definitely. I didn't watch a lot of horror movies. Um, I've got a couple werewolf movies that I want to watch, but I really want to give them my time and attention. But instead, I've just been relaxing, taking it easy. I did come up with a really cool movie idea, though. But oh, yeah? It's going to take a little work for you guys to get the rights to this. So imagine if you will. Let me paint a picture here. Mm -hmm. All right. <laughs> Imagine if you will. Closing my eyes, the dream sequence sound is coming over like Wayne's World. Yeah. All right. Be warned, though. I'm a dream warrior. So Okay, that's fine. <laughs> a woman gives birth to a child. Okay. This child is a future devil. Damien, if you will. Uh -huh. Okay. He's got the mark. I'm Son of the you. devil or the devil? Right. He, let's, just call, let's just say he's, he's the, the kid from the omen, Damien. Okay. All right? Okay. But before he has a chance to turn the world into just sheer blackness, mm -hmm. he's killed by a priest mm -hmm. who has to just get rid of the evil. Yeah. But you know what? That's not right. So the power of the crow, realizing that he's been wronged by being killed before he can complete his purpose, brings him back. <laughs> I think I've seen this one. And he draws little black lines on his eyes. Uh -huh, uh -huh. <laughs> and then if you imagine, the title comes across the screen, The Crowman. The Crowman. All right. It's a match between The Crow and The Omen. Mm -hmm. We make mm -hmm. this happen. What do you guys think? I'm surprised that Love happened it. already. Yeah. I'm just saying they're making a new crow with one of the scars guards. Yeah. The the franchise is back out there. Is it? And the omen is due to come back again. They remade the omen, which yeah. is actually a pretty good remake. But yeah, it's not so bad. Can yeah. we not have any more crows? I, oh, you, I don't I don't want any more crows. You hate crows? I, I do just, not think we ever no. since Crow uh, Wicked Prayer, I don't think we need any more crows either. <laughs> but um You only know how to use tools, crows. And they remember faces. They're not literal crows. They're just like, <laughs> John, you've seen Crow Wicked Prayer, right? Uh, I cannot say that I have. With the kid from T2. What's his name? Tara Reed as a sniper. Okay, a satanic sniper. Now. It's got the dude from Angel as a satanic priest. No, no, I'm sorry. Yes, a satanic priest who's going to bring about like Edward Furlong. Edward Furlong as the crow. Oh, Eddie and Furlong's he, and in he, there? And he puts his crow makeup on by taking a Sharpie and drawing two lines over his eyes. <laughs> his girlfriend, who's part Native American, uh, gets killed. Oh, also, he gets killed and buried in a um, refrigerator. So he comes out of a, he busts out of a refrigerator as his resurgent shot. Mm. And as the devil pimp, Dennis Hopper, who one of their, his main lines is, I now pronounce you devil and the shorty mm. when, okay. when uh, Angel marries his, his love. That's amazing. Danny Trejo as a, uh, so I guess he's like Native American priest who does a ritual to help the crow. It is fucking bananas, dude. How it they is trick all these people into this movie? Money. <laughs> it's a paycheck, bro. Yeah. Yeah, you had me at Tara Reid sniper, so Tara I'm Tara Reid as a sniper. Yeah. Yeah, it is, it is fucking insane, but it's a crow movie. But yeah, that's crow wicked prayer. But anyway, my idea, I think we could pull this off, yeah. you guys. I think it's a good play on words, Garrett. I agree with the that. Crowman. Well, to be fair, it's not a good play on words. It just happened to be there, but uh, I'm going <laughs> to strike when the iron's hot. All right. Okay, well, Crowman, in a theater near you. Soon. Or in your mind. Hopefully yeah. never. <laughs> John, anything? Today's movie, right? Casablanca? Oh. Did I watch the wrong movie? Yeah, you did. Damn. 
What is what is the tagline in that? Not the tagline. The famous line in that one where the uh, he's looking at you, out. kid. We'll he always have Paris. Uh, yeah. There's a lot for I'll that. I'll see one. you on the flippity flop. Yeah, that's that was that's the main one. Too yeah. legit to quit. Of course. Yeah, mm-hmm. catch you later, alligator. Yeah. I mean, so many famous lines yeah. came from this film. <laughs> no. We yeah, so Bogart is always like. After a while, crack it down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, not if I see you first. Every, all the jokes. I mean, the whole thing is there. Make like a submarine and leave. I'm rubber, you glue. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all the classics. Make like a banana, get out of here. You know. <laughs> anyway, all right. Near Dark from 1987. This one was directed by Catherine Bigelow, who would later on go win an Academy Award for The Hurt Locker many years later. Uh, she also did Zero Dark 30. Did she just do Point Break? She did do Point Break. Why the fuck do you leave with Point Break, bro? I was leaving it for you. Yeah. Oh, thank you. The alley-oop. Now, I'll tell you what. (laughs) He's on fire. (laughs) Boom shakalaka. That's the best one. Razzle dazzle. (laughs) (laughs) I've seen the Hurt Locker. I'm sure of it. Yes. Could not tell you literally... I'm pretty sure it doesn't involve an actual locker. That's the best that I have. It's the bomb disposal guy. Oh, um, Hawkeye. Yeah, yeah. Jer- okay. Jeremy Renner. That was like yeah. uh, a tearjerker. That One was a post 9-11 movie for yeah, sure. Does, yeah. yeah, that's true. Yeah. It came after it. Yeah, it was steeped in that culture. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, the Hurt Locker. Catherine Bigelow is pretty awesome. She's done yeah. some cool shit. Um, she is also like the go-to, like when anyone's like, there's female directors that are good. Like everyone just names Catherine Bigelow, even though there's like way more. I picked this movie because A... I've been waiting a long time for this to come back out. Studio Canal just bought the rights to this and did a 4K restoration on it. Either they did or they were supposed to. I think they did because this movie on Shutter is definitely way higher quality than the DVD you can get off Amazon for like $95. It's crazy how absent this film has been. MIA. I know it's strange because I feel like there is a level of cult following. It is. It's, now, it's gotten know? like a lot of cult following over like the past, like I want to say like 15 years, but um, no one had it. But Studio Canal, and sh- I'm, I'm talking to you, Studio Canal. I hope you're listening because you guys promised this pre pandemic, and I am still waiting to buy my copy of Near Dark on Blu ray. So let's get it together. Obviously, you guys got it done, it's on shutter. Put it on a disc and send it out. I want it. All you right, now it. that's done. Let's get back yeah. to this. Stude, can I call you Stude? Stude. <laughs> get it out there. Stude Canny, how you doing? Yeah. I think you're going to have to go leave a one-star review and leave your email address. I've actually <laughs> added them on Twitter a couple times. Like, didn't you guys say that you're bringing out Near Dark on Blu-ray? No response. Someday, kids, someday. So this one has Adrian Pazdar as Caleb Colton. I recognized him from that television show Heroes. Oh, you know, I never watched Heroes. Yeah. It was super popular back in the day. Somehow missed it. At the front end of the hero kick before the Marvel took over, yeah. I think. Like right at the edge. Right? One of those guys became Spock. That's what I know about Heroes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I never watched that show because my roommate was watching it and he's like, you got to watch this man as a comic fan. You're going to love this. And he would like describe like two episodes. And I was like, I guarantee you so-and-so is going to do this. This person will do this and this will happen between them. And he's like, what? And then like. Three weeks later, he was like, okay, you're right. And I was like, yeah, because I've read comics for like 20 years, bro. Like That but. show had a good first season, a mediocre season two, and then stop watching. Don't do okay. anything after that. Don't in fact, go further. And then they rebooted it. Did they really? Yeah, they brought it back. And then it was like canceled within like Just like episodes. a comic. Just like <laughs> they tried to reboot the franchise and they just got killed after six issues. Yeah. This one also has Jenny Wright as May. Lance Hendrickson is Jesse Hooker. Woo! Bill Paxton is Severin. Woo! Jeanette Goldstein as Diamondback. Mm-hmm. Tim Thomerson is Loy Colton. I believe that's the dad looking for Caleb. Yep. Joshua John Miller as Homer. Woo! That'd be our little kid. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Vampire. Marcy Leeds is Sarah Colton. Now, one fun thing about this movie, there are three stars from the movie Aliens in this thing. 
That yes. is a fun thing. Yeah. Diamondback was Vasquez. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Bill Paxton, Game Over Man, yeah. and then Lance Hendrickson, Bishop, right? Yeah, yeah. And also, I noted that on the marquee, the movie theater says it's playing Aliens. Did you see that? No, I did not see that. And additionally, apparently, there's someone who flips off one of the vampires, and that is James Cameron. Oh, didn't see that either. Yeah. Yes, it is. I and am. do you want to know why that is, Mark? Well, I know that uh, in 1989, Catherine Bigelow would marry James Cameron yep. yeah. for a very like a two-year period, and then they divorced. Future yeah. husband James Cameron suggested Bigelow that she use the ready-made ensemble cast in the recent hit Aliens, and thus Lance Henriksen, Bill Paxson, and Jeanette Goldstein all appeared in Bigelow's films. Michael Bean had also appeared in Aliens and was considered, but declined to participate. So, his yes. loss. Yeah. They're ready-made, like rice yeah. you know? They already have if the, you got a good ensemble cast that works well together, you know, like, yeah. hey, it works for what's his face, uh, Wes Anderson. Right. Every That's single fair. person always comes back. Yeah. You know what I have to say? It's impre- you probably noticed all of these details uh, because of that 4K transfer on Shutter. Mm, exactly. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Actually, I did notice Aliens for the first time this watch, and I was like, oh, oh, wait, didn't she marry James Cameron? And then I had to look it up, and I was like, oh, she did. And that's and, how I found the trivia about that. Yeah, another fun fact. Mm-hmm. When she got her award for the Hurt Locker, it ran against Avatar, <gasps> and it beat Avatar. Wow. Good. Yeah. Fuck Avatar. Did y'all know Avatar 2's coming out soon, Dude, like for real? that's what they say. Yeah. They also said Top Gun 2 was coming. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, May 23rd. Don't out. worry, I got it. Or May 20-something. <laughs> We're going to be retired by the time Avatar 2 surfaces. Yeah. Well, we're turning this into an 80s podcast when <laughs> Top Gun 2 comes out. Yeah, fuck Avatar. I'm sorry. I enjoyed yeah. the, the visuals of that movie, but God, what a two and a half hour piece of dreck. And the fact that we have to sit through two to four more of those. We don't have to. That's the beauty of money. Oh, I know. <laughs> I know. Well, honestly, I'm... Okay, morbid curiosity. I want to know how it does. I will because watch two. it has been so far. Oh, see, I can't do it. I can't do it. I was so burned by one. But like you were saying, I thought right now you're going to say the sheer curiosity of what this thing is. No, no, will get I, you I, I want to know what it does financially. Oh, because it's the money, like a million trillion dollars. The money like. he put into this is like it can't match what he's going to make out of it. I can't imagine any kids clamoring for Avatar 2 because they're not kids anymore. They're adults. Well, I, I mean, I'm not the first to note this, but that movie made like it was like the highest grossing movie of all time. Yeah, for it was. Ages, and then nobody even seems to remember that but it that's ever the happened. Thing, though. So. Yeah, we've, we've definitely talked about this before. Yeah. But like, that's the thing that was like, you know, it's made no cultural. I mean, maybe kids who went to Disney World would be like, oh, that's like that place I saw at Disney World. Ferngully? is avatar disney property i don't even know okay or yeah it's a disney has like the big um giant like um it's hard to go wrong everything's owned by disney so they own fox now oh yeah yeah yeah. so yeah they got it because they have a whole uh, they have a whole like um what's the place that they're at on pandora is that right yeah that's correct they have a whole pandora land at disney dude Oh, okay. Yeah. That's weird. You can go and take these rides and watch them do giant drum circle things. and it Sounds terrible. Yeah. <laughs> not like this movie, which was not terrible. Yeah, this movie was rad. Well, Near let's dark. see. Let's see how terrible people thought it was. Oh. According to Rotten Tomatoes, 81% of the critics liked it out Good. of 70, so that's pretty high. And a 74% of the audience liked Whoa, it. Whoa. That's pretty that's tight. 10,000 plus reviews. It's pretty tight. That's, so not bad. Yeah. However, Uh-oh. at the time of release, when this came out, it had a $5 million budget and only brought in three. 3.4. Yeah, I'll tell you why. Because everyone's like, didn't we see this movie last month? Was uh, it called Lost Boys? Yeah. Was it called Fright Night? Uh, Wait, did these all come out the same year? They're all pretty close. Okay. Lost Fright Boys, Night was 85. Lost Boys was 87. It was a few months yeah. before oh, this one Lost Boys out. would have stole the thunder from this movie mm-hmm. so hard. I guess it was that time when vampires were making a little bit of a comeback. Yeah. You know? 
uh, interestingly enough, this movie started out as trying to be made as a Western, but then oh, they, couldn't totally. get any, they couldn't get any financing for a Western movie. So Catherine's like, well, fuck it. I'll just mash it up with horror. Love it. And that's where this movie came from. And you can see that in here, right? Oh, big time. Um, I also see a lot of threads of like the Southern exploitation films, like, you know, Smokey and the Bandit or the Marlboro Man, you know, all those yeah. biker films mm-hmm. that really celebrated the rebel outlaws. Yeah. I, I feel that vibe in here. It's almost like that genre is now getting terrorized by vampires. Love it. So it's actually a pretty good idea. So like are you game. saying that it was supposed to be just a straight up Western with no vampires and then they turned it into a vampire movie? Correct. Right. Okay. Originally, she okay, was trying gotcha. to get a Western film made, but apparently Westerns are so unpopular at oh, the time. Oh, in the 80s, dude, you could not make a Western film for shit. She couldn't get any funding. So yeah. she's like, well, fuck it. I'll make a vampire Western. How about that? Yeah. And Which is like, okay. wild considering the president then was a star from Westerns. Did not do that. Did not lead to a Western re- uh, resurgence, though. Well, who was it? Reagan. Oh, yeah. yeah. You're right. Mm-hmm. So, President Reagan was on all those. Well, that's why. No one wanted to fuck with Reagan's legacy bullshit. They were like, <laughs> put him, push him as far away as possible. Fuck that guy. Fuck Ronald Reagan. Fair. Yeah. Shared sentiment. It's true. A, that, <laughs> put the grave talk stamp on it. <laughs> fuck Reagan. <laughs> all right. Well, here's what the back of the VHS box has to say about Near Dark. Why don't we ping Studio Canal and ask him what the new Blu-ray back of the box has to say. Yeah. We're talking to you, Studio Canal. Put this shit out already. It's going to say... Coming soon. (laughs) In this chilling tale about a gang of bloodthirsty drifters, sexuality and the supernatural combine to create a most powerful film. I didn't get a lot of sexuality out of that. No. That was some hot shit between May and Caleb. It was pretty chaste, I would think. Uh, Yeah. Reserved. Yeah. Anyway, it starts when Caleb, a spirited but naive young man, catches his first glimpse of May. Her dangerous sensuality lures him in. I don't know about that. She seemed confused as fuck. Yeah. Yeah. What is this? What am I doing? This is some uh, very 80s writing here. The man is spirited and naive, and the woman is sensual and a trickster. I think May and Lilu Dallas are the same character. Multipass. Like she doesn't know how to be a human quite yeah. yet. Her dangerous sensuality lures him into a secret clan of savage vampires who prowl the night seeking victims. It is in this setting, the dark and desolate highways of the American heartland, that Caleb's worst nightmares unfold. Can I tell you actually one other thing? Her dangerous sensuality was just walking on the street. She didn't even summon him. He's just like, I gotta go shoot my shots. Did you see her eating that iced cream cone? <laughs> yeah. Fuck yes, I did. <laughs> uh, anyway. And then I have a lot of questions. Are you done with this back? No, I have okay, one finish. More. Oh, there's I'll bring, more. I'll bring up. I'll read my oh. questions later. Then. But wait, there's more. Yes. They kill without shame. Dot dot dot. And without mercy. But perhaps most horrifying is that they can't be stopped, or can they? <laughs> That's a dumb ending of this yeah. box. Yeah. <laughs> but that's the end. They should have stopped a couple of dot, dot, dots ago. And this running time is a cool 94 minutes. Yeah. Love yes, that part about it. <laughs> Did not overstay its welcome. No. Except at the end when like you have the, the shootout scene, the hotel, um, my roommate was like, okay, cool. I'll wait and take the dog out in just a second. This has got to be almost over. And then I was like, you got like 38 minutes left. And she's like, what? And I was like, there's a whole subplot going on after this. Yeah, it's we'll like, get to it. I do think the third act is the weakest part of the movie where it like shifts over to an action film. I, I mean, I really like this movie. And it's like so different than Lost Boys, even though it has pretty much the same plot. Like I think like Lost Boys feels so 80s, like 
this movie feels much more timeless and like yeah this is a like weird this is like vibe. proto you know bella and edward man this is what <laughs> this is what set the tone for you know vampires That's, having romantic you know it's funny you say that no, i'm just kidding they were going to remake this movie right before twilight came out but then it got <gasps> canned because it was too similar to twilight oh, <laughs> oh my god i would have loved if they would have gotten back some of the fucking same actors if lance henderson would have come back yeah Oh, that would have been amazing. Yeah, that would have been cool. He could have done it, too. Probably. He looks so vampire now. Yeah. But, like, in a cool way. Like, not, like, <laughs> a, like a gross way, like, in a badass way. I mean, like, That's fair. I'm going to see him in Frightmare. I'm excited. Actually, I'd like to know, Garrett, do you consider this a horror movie? I will, I will say it's a horror movie in the fact that it is a straight-up vampire movie. Will I say it's a very unhorry horror movie? Yes. Um, I didn't find this to be a lot of horror, but when you, like, cast a straight-up, like, horror like trope like that yes it falls in there um like, so like a boys, monster Lost Boys is not really scary at all but that is a horror movie because it's just all about vampires this is all about vampires so yes i don't think there's much in the way of like jump scares or no. any traditional horror tropes that you would no. see from this time period it feels more va- like more vampire in that aspect a lot of vampire stories are not about scary jumpy like rah, and like oh my god it's more just kind of like this the unknown, the creepiness of these creatures, these like the that, lifestyles and stuff like that, you know? It's interesting because I don't find them creepy at all. I kind of just find them sad and depressing. I mean, well, well, Bill I mean, Paxton when you, when you look at When but... you look at like, if you look at things beyond just what they're de- they deliver in the movie, yeah. you kind of get some of that like, man, this is kind of weird to like exist like this and have to deal with, you know? And I thought this movie did a really good job pointing out the whole like how difficult it was to kind of exist at night and having to feed every day. You know, I thought they did a good job of kind of pointing yeah. that out. What I liked about this movie is, yeah, I mean, it makes it very clear being a vampire actually would suck. We've moved work, away man. from that, like in modern tellings, where like being a vampire is awesome. In fact, like in a lot of modern movies, even the sun is at best an inconvenience. Yes, yeah, like, so it's a good representation of how it would be to be on the run and be a vampire, right? I I would say that this film has more in common with like a Bonnie and Clyde follow villains on the lamb style movie. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Where it's just them committing crime in this spree of murder and, you know, shootouts and stuff. It's definitely kind of a star crossed love kind of you know it's the rebels on the fringe well they're like junkies is really what they're like right i mean they go out at night they commit a bunch of crime to get their fix and then in the daytime they hole up in shitty places and just sort of <laughs> suffer until they can go out again at night and commit more crime such as the life of a vampire yeah like when you compare them to other vampire films you know like yeah. the dracula and his giant castle you know the hammer films it's right gothic settings what other vampire movies are out? Lost Boys. Like, you're right. There are some similarities there, but they're still like the suburban vampire, right? This that's is like... Blade 2 when they own that club. That was a smart vampire move right that's there. That's true. Yeah. You yeah, need yeah. to have a club if you're... You got you to have something nice. Blood sprinklers. That's the key. <laughs> oh, if you, so if good. you don't even have blood sprinklers, what are you doing? Right. But yeah, this is like the outskirts, the rural life of the vampire. I think it'd be Well, more... think about it. It's just like reality. We can't all be millionaires. There's some people who are going to be like the dregs of society, you know? True. But I think this is Fuck more... capitalism, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I would argue this is probably more accurate as to what it would be like if vampires existed in real life. Yeah. Than like the the glory part of being a vampire. Because Well, hold on. Especially I... now... Well, except the ending. Obviously, the transfusion nonsense is nonsense. I'm going but... to say that it, if you're a smart vampire... Someone who is old is Lance Hendrickson's character, who is named Jesse Hooker, mm-hmm. who said he fought for the South yeah. in the Civil War. The dude should have been able to amass some sort of cash 
you know, to sure. build his own place, do his own thing, but he's still living in an but RV how do you keep in the killing 80s. Everyone around you, yeah. people are going to clue in if every night three people are dying. And let's be honest, bank hours are not conducive to vampires. Banks close at like five and six, dude. Get yourself a Renfield. Get him out there to get your business yeah, done during Guillermo, the day, if you will. Yeah, that's Guillermo. right. There's no familiars. Yeah. yeah. See, so doing it all wrong. <laughs> Come on, Jesse Custer. No wonder you lost. Yeah, maybe this is a war. world where there's no vampire council who tells them how to be vampires. I really enjoyed the dynamic between this group, though. There really was like some dis- dysfunction of family present and how they all acted. Like you could tell they all like were part of the same thing. They all like, you know, worked together. But there was also this like level of dysfunction of like if you had to deal with someone that often that much with strong personalities, there would be some weirdness, you know, well, let's describe our coven, right? So the vampires we're going to be dealing with. I don't know if they had like a family name. No, I never said right. But the head of this coven is Lance Hendrickson's character, Jesse Hooker. Do vampires have a coven? I thought that was witches. I don't know. Oh, okay. <laughs> I just, I was, I was actually asking. I didn't know. I don't know if my vampire a click terminology. Listeners hit us a up. Game? What do you Nest? think? Uh, what do you think a group of vampires is called? A what, gaggle. Uh, what's a group of bats called? It's probably the same thing. A horde. Yeah. Uh, I think a horde of bats? I have no idea. Oh yeah, I think it's just called bats. A group of pugs is called a grumble. A grumble of pugs. A, a grumble, grumble of, of vampires. Pugs. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's it. <laughs> like that. <laughs> if that's not it, then grumble it is. Are we gonna talk about how Tangerine Dream did the soundtrack for this movie? If you want to. One thing at a time. Right now, we're fo- <laughs> we're focused on vampire wording, okay? Look, we just need to jump around <laughs> all over this movie. A colony. A, a group of bats is a colony. Oh, you know okay. what? I did know that. That makes a lot of... We talk about bat colonies all the time. Yeah, we, and we live in the fucking bat town. <laughs> yeah. Austin. Anyway, yes, a colony of vampires then, John. Love we're, it. Thank can we, you. Can we settle there? Look, we just need to be... You just gave away our home location, so now vampires are going to descend on this city looking yeah. for us. That's fine. Uh, look, Let's shake it up a little. I welcome our new dark overlords. <laughs> <laughs> if there's anything we're known for, it's be extremely accurate and careful with our words right. so <laughs> so a coven colony of vampires um, lance hendrickson is the elder of this colony mm-hmm. uh, he's been around since the civil war he says he fought for the south what would you describe him as just kind of like stoic he's reserved like burnt out responsible burnt out, responsible he's just he's just kind of taken i mean he's obviously turned some of these people he's just kind of like i got a responsibility to kind of make sure you know we do things he's just naturally with any group there's always going to be someone who kind of takes a leadership role he's just kind of taking that leadership role for me he's like the dad that takes the kids to the schlitterbahn and then just sits on the bench <laughs> he's and goes, a despondent dad go have your fun like, <laughs> i got you for the summer right He's it like, oh, I've like, got a hangover, and he just keeps his shades on and drinking his like mai tais. Yeah, it's <laughs> well, bloody him marys. And, him and um, what's his face, Diamondback, yeah, um, played by I can't remember her name, but Vasquez. Um, Yes, Vasquez. Jeanette Goldstein. Jeanette Goldstein. They've definitely got some kind of relationship. So right. she's kind of taking on like this kind of like mom. She's like the den mother. Yes, yeah. exactly. Right. She looks like a badass still. Mm-hmm. You know, this was only a year later after Aliens came out, but you True. could still get a fierceness for her. Oh, yeah. She looks fucking know. hard as shit. And then you've got um, Bill Paxton. His character's name's Severin. Severin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's the only one who seems to really be enjoying being a vampire. Oh, man. He, he is, loves it. He's, he's so walking into around it. in cowboy spurs and a black leather. Jacket. He's Nick Cage it up, man. He was like, what am I going to do here? Anything I want? Let's do this. This is before Nick Cage was known for ham and shit up. So Nick no, Cage Vampire's saw this. Kiss. Vampire's Kiss came out before. Did Vampire's Kiss come out before this? Because he was fucking nuts in that. And he was a vampire, dude. That might have been in 88. If this is proto Vampire's Kiss, then you know so what? I, Why are we not made a movie with Bill Paxton and... Yeah, Vampire's Kiss is 1988. Oh, shit. Yeah. Fuck me then. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So this... Nick Cage saw this performance. It was like, 
I'm gonna make this my whole career. Hold on a second there, Pilgrim. Let me recite the bread you brought us on. I think I think Nick Cage was already Nick Cage before this this was even a, a blip on his radar. But it's possible. God, how did you not put those two together and make a vampire Dude, flick? A Paxton Cage, a buddy cop vampire flick. Now that is a story we could get behind, yeah, a like pan- a Tango and Cash, like another Forty Eight Hours. VPD, Vampire Police Department. I love it. <laughs> VPD. Yeah. Be like a. Oh jeez. Oh jeez. Man, we have so many good ideas. That I know. Come out of this podcast. Hollywood. John, get there at it is. us. I'm gonna say that's that, that needs to be a fucking shirt right there. John yeah. just saying Hollywood get at us. Uh, but yes, you're right, dude. Bill Paxton relishes this role. He looks like he's having such a blast being this asshole vampire. He's kind of like the muscle of the group, right? If they need to shake somebody down or put some fear into somebody, you send out the Severin. Well, think about it. He went from Hicks. Is it Hicks or game over, man? Yeah. yeah it could be. You know, like a real, like <laughs> a real puss to this. You know, he was gonna like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to turn the tables. But no, he looks badass. He's got like, he's got spurs on. He's all leathered from top to bottom. Mm-hmm. They had really cool uh, outfits. I appreciate him. And then you've got um, the kid from Teen Witch. He was Private Hudson. Private Hudson. Aliens. I'm sorry. I knew when I said Hicks, I was like, I don't here's, think that's the right one. Hicks th- was Michael Bean, the one that yeah. turned down the role. Yeah. yeah. Here's the thing. We couldn't get that straight in our Aliens episode. Yes. So we're definitely not going to get it straight in our Near Dark <laughs> All episode. this time later. You're lucky we know names at all. <laughs> yeah. You've got Homer, who was a kid from Teen Witch, the younger brother. Which he might be the most vexing part of this whole movie for me. I know. I want to know how he got this role. Like, was it because of Teen Witch? Because, did he he read really well like were they looking for like an innocent cute little kid who just basically what could play the like who, who could be that and then kind of like oh a cute little kid's a vampire you know like but uh, he's not really a cute little kid yeah i was gonna say he's already like hitting puberty and you know what i mean like he's nothing against the kid himself but he didn't really bring anything to the role that josh miller unique. is that his name yeah okay cool. he was just kind of there yeah it was like yeah i would go if they're looking for cute little kid they missed the mark man well, I they're going uh, for like you know like it was the juxtaposition of a, a small child being a vampire and he was older than may and diamondback i believe correct yes he was this, like one of the elders because they kept saying old man to him and he was like i was doing this longer than you guys i'm blah, sure blah. this isn't the first instance of this but this does supersede an interview with a vampire where you've got the young kid actually being 300 years old yeah, yeah. and it, it, per- super, it precedes the movie not the book okay the interview with the vampire the book came out like 1978 okay. that's fair okay so that like was that. probably where this was drawn from but it could or been. maybe or could be again a lot of yeah. people had the same ideas yeah it's an know, interesting in concept times, uh and I, I don't want to say everything was ripped off from everything, but yeah, it is. <laughs> uh, but that would suck. Like, that's like the shittiest way to be a vampire. I'll tell you what, man, to be stuck at like 13, which is like the shittiest age. Uh, I would be very upset about that. Well, that was one thing that was kind of weird. Like, and the Eternals touched on it a little bit with Pixie, um, the Marvel's Eternals were like, you know, it sucked to be like immortal as a child because she's having to like live her life for like hundreds and hundreds of years. And she always has to pretend like she's a child. She can't fuck. She can't drink, you know, like so. But when they let him in the bar at the end and he was like tequila and I was like, huh, they're going to serve this kid. Nice. <laughs> I was like, what do you know? I do also need to point out that Joshua Miller was in Halloween three season of the witch. Yes, he was. Yeah. Yes, he was. Yeah. We're, we're aware. Don't Car- send us your messages. Career defining role. Yes. Uh, well, the thing is, well, teen we- witch was his career defining <laughs> role. And, <laughs> Thank God he it was because man. Well, that came out after this. I don't care. I don't <laughs> care. That is the greatest role ever. Okay. That kid is a fucking blast. Well, we've got a real huge Josh Miller stand here. You think uh, you're so special because you went to a dance. 
What I'll tell you about serving that kid is if we've learned about like anything about the 80s, is there are no rules. There are no rules in the 80s. It's a nope. miracle as a country we made it through. Oh, in the, in the West, man, forget it. Anything uh, goes. It was, yeah, it was just pure anarchy. Now let's define the West. The mid West. unquote, sorry, the, the West. Midwest. We are in the panhandle of Texas, That's as noted West. by Oklahoma. Sweetwater and Snyder. Oklahoma. Yeah, well, you're right. Their geography is from fucked. Oklahoma. He's from Oklahoma is where Caleb is. That's where the movie starts. Because they're in the panhandle, they're in Oklahoma, and they're in Kansas, all within like three days of mm. meeting. Well, you, you can drive that easily within a couple days. But they only spent, but only two of those days are spent traveling because one day they get stuck in a hotel. Sorry, motel. Holiday Inn. <laughs> are you going to break it down for us? Break out your board. Show us all the, the details that you've, you've basically tracked oh. every movement of them out. Listeners, here's go, the thing. Go to our social media where John has based, he's live tracking the movement yes. of vampires uh, all the time. Every single movie I ever watch, I get out a map and I uh, just sort of measure out. <laughs> just thumbtacking it with, <laughs> yeah, the, with the string. Exactly. Yeah. Honey, honey, go get the Mexico map. They're not in America. Oh, yeah. My wife knows. Like, if I'm rolling in the map, uh, it's on wheels, of course, into our little movie room. Uh, we're about to watch a film. It's got a I'm, bookshelf of atlases. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, they could not have made this journey. So movies, I want you to know, if your geography is not accurate, I know. Atlases for our younger listeners are maps in books. <laughs> I think we're going to have to kickstart a Grave Talk atlas. <laughs> yeah. Like a horror atlas yeah, yeah. Uh, john's guide to the american american road the american horror movie yeah so yeah. uh i mean they would have spent a lot of time on the interstate they can only move during the day and at like seven miles an hour because they can only drive through a little strip of of windshield i thought that was really cool though how they blacked out the windows with spray paint and, and tin foil, foil. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it was clever but not conducive to driving quickly no and i have a question and i'm going to jump ahead here yeah. real quick because i have a vampire question and listeners if you know this one get at me okay vampire Vampire question. Let's hear it. Vampires can be killed by sunlight. Yes. Yeah. So far, not a question. Okay. But yeah. Okay. I, I want to confirm. <laughs> I want to confirm. That is indeed what happens in this film. Okay. Stars are technically suns. And if you see starlight, is that not technically light from a sun? I got you here. It's not our sun. It's special properties. Do you think the, it's special yes. property of the, the soul system? Right. It's like well, Krypton's. Yes. You know, yellow sun, sun is the key to their weakness. There's other yellow suns out there. Though. Yeah, too far away. It's, 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 uh, you know, it loses its power. So is it the radiation that's actually killing the vampires because it's too far away to actually give us like legit radiation, but the sun could. It's vitamin D. Yeah. They keep vitamin it, as D. Soon you gotta as, have that D. As soon as they start, you know, synthesizing D, it is D for death for vampires. <laughs> I was just curious about that because I was just like, isn't stars like that's yeah. just sunlight. I'm going to assume that it is not strong enough to cause any harm. Okay, that's what I was told, but I, I wanted to get the grave talk yeah. chimed in on this I mean, one because anything, I was like, wait a minute. The real question is, what about the moon? That's all reflected it sunlight. It is reflected sunlight. Much closer, much more powerful. Maybe once it bounces off the moon dust, though, it loses mm. some of its yeah. intensity. Oh, that could be it. Yeah, it's dusty but light. I mean, think about it, though. The moon illuminates the sky. That's that fact. is sunlight. Yeah, it's, it's moonlight. daytime. Moonlight is actually a thing. Yeah, well, it's reflected sunlight. It's reflected though. sunlight. Though. I know, but the moon takes it and makes it its own. Yeah, puts a little moon okay. spin on it. <laughs> <laughs> Some a lunar twist turns, turns it down to six and says, "Strap in, ladies and gentlemen." Uh, anyway, I think you're thinking too hard about this. <laughs> no, I don't think I am. We've made vampire movies for like forever. Yeah. We need to like not like nail this one down. But I think the problem is well, Bram Stoker didn't think hard enough about it. And also, it. we fixed well, this. They just sparkle in the sun. 
Oh, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Or was it in Blade where they could just put on sunscreen and be good to go? Uh, so, yeah. yeah. It's really a mild inconvenience. So. so we're not basically not giving Twilight enough credit for fixing this dramatic vampire problem. Clearly. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you, Twilight. Yeah. I mean, Twilight basically got rid of it by the end. Uh, it used to at least have to be cloudy. Now it's like, they're like at the I think beach. Like the second <laughs> movie, I think like the second movie he stops like twinkling. Yeah. It's like the last movie. They're like, they brought it back like, oh yeah, this is a thing they can do. Guy goes to like fucking Brazil, like the sunniest place on earth. I believe it's pronounced Brazil. <laughs> Edward's out there with zinc oxide on his nose. Yeah. yeah I love it, man. Like salute your shorts. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, back to near dark, a far superior vampire flick. Now, how much do you want to talk about Tangerine Dream? Not much. I just want to point out the Tangerine Dream did the soundtrack for this. And I was like, that's awesome. Cause didn't they also do the soundtrack to like, um, another movie? Was it legend? Tangerine Dream. Well, Mark looks that up. The soundtrack slaps. I would, I would, I would say. Okay, you put an official slap. on Oh this. yeah, okay. for sure. This is like that whole oh, yeah, dark yeah, synth wave dope. shit. Yeah. Okay. yeah. So Tangerine Dream did the following soundtracks. They did Risky Business, Legend, Legend, Firestarter, and Near Dark. And they also did the soundtrack for Grand Theft Auto Five, apparently. Whoa! And the theme song for Stranger Things. All right. I knew so. about the Stranger Things. Yeah. yeah. So Tangerine Dream still getting work. Legend. Yeah, that's yeah. right. I, I was like, I think it's. I thought it was Legend. Yeah. They're still dreaming. So, <laughs> <laughs> so near dark. Basically, yes. Uh, we meet Caleb. Him and his buddies are hanging out at what time? Would you say this is midnight? Because yeah, midnight. Because uh, dawn is not too far off. He literally gives this girl a ride home. Shows her a horse, and then gives her a ride home, and the sun's coming up. Now we live in what could be considered a major metropolitan area. Yes. And I'll be fucked if I can find ice cream after 11 o'clock in this town. Yeah, that's true. So if this small country town has places that are serving soft serve at like one in the morning, I'm moving out of Austin. Like right. I'm just, I'm out of here because I'm in the wrong place. Yeah. You can't get a sandwich after fucking nine. We'll go to Oklahoma, the state of the soft serve <laughs> at any hour of the yeah. day. Look, that's where I was born. I can also confirm that they are not open that Well, late. that's where this is taking place. Say, Oklahoma, unlimited soft serve. That's on their license plate. It's ridiculous. When you cross the border yeah. from Texas to Oklahoma. Angie a cone. <laughs> yeah. You're going to need this. They Waffle of sugar, son. <laughs> just like a Mr. Cone. It's like a Mr. Frosty logo yeah. on their flag, you know? It's it's wild. That whole, you know that long piece of Oklahoma that's yeah. just the weird nose of the narwhal? I mean, whale? the panhandle? Yeah. Well, whatever no, that narwhal strip nose is. is its technical <laughs> yeah, it's term. What, it's, it's the grave talk description that's going in our atlas. <laughs> yes. The narwhal nose of Oklahoma. Yeah. That's where they grow their cones. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the old cone fields of Oklahoma. Yeah. It's like wheat fields, only it's full of sugar cones. It's cone country out there, man. I appreciate you doing the hand wave. <laughs> yeah. just sell no it one to can us. see me as the waves of the wheat yeah. kind of shake in the wind. It's um, <laughs> amber waves of cone. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever had to pick a cone? It's the worst. I'll tell you what. Right next to all those apple orchards. Yeah. Cone picking. Uh, anyway, When is cone picking season? <laughs> Good question. You got to do it in the wintertime so it's ready by the summer. Ah. But, you know, you've touched a cone. They're very fragile. <laughs> you, can't, you can't machine. You can't. You've touched a cone. <laughs> you can't oh, mechanize that. You got Our cones are all touched by human yeah, hands, you got not by machines. You got to cone so pick by hand. So dark, they're hanging out at midnight. <laughs> May walks out with a soft serve cone and all these dudes are like, I'm going to 
go hit her up. And then Caleb, being the alpha that he is, is like, you wish, son, and walks right over to her. There's nothing about May that screams seductive no. in any regard. She looks like a confused child. Yeah, if anything, she looks like, like she got like lost from the, the, the tour group she was with. Yeah. Do you need some help? <laughs> she what? needs an adult. <laughs> She's like, I was going to see the cone fields, and now I'm just stuck here at the gas station. My bus left me. Why are you in Oklahoma right now? Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. But Caleb's radar's right into her, and it's like, is she the only girl in Oklahoma? Because yes. that's what he's acting in that like. town. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The rest of them are married to cone magnets. <laughs> I am the cone sugar magnates, magnate. not magnets. <laughs> magnets. <Cone> magnets. <laughs> Although you know that store had some cone magnets. Oh, definitely. Free refrigerator. The Take th- them home. I, you know, I guess another thing that doesn't age very well in this film is I'm going to give you a little grave talk life tip. Don't approach women who are minding their own business on the street at midnight. I think, if anything, he probably, if she wasn't a oh, vampire, come on. You saw creepy. the way she was holding that cone. She was asking for it. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. Uh, no. He asked if he could have some of her ice cream. It's like, this now, is that's not a presumptive. shareable. That is very yeah. presumptive. Yeah. Ice cream is not a real shareable No, it is food. not a shareable. But he no. was polite enough to take his cowboy hat off for her when he talked to her. Uh, he was excuse like, me, how ma'am. Ma'am. But yeah. then he put it right back on when she started talking to him. Yeah, well, he's like, if you're not going to give me ice cream, this is going right back on. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't eat ice is cream. That with my the rules? Yeah, well, you can't eat ice cream in a cowboy hat. It's a huge dilemma. No, huge faux pas. I only tip the hat for shareables. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> so once Caleb gets turned down for ice cream, he uh, invites her back to his truck. Right? He's like, "Hey, I'll yeah. give you a ride home." And uh, to be fair, she's always been down for the ride from Caleb. Yeah. Like she's out there looking for a victim. We don't know that she's a vampire yet, but let's be honest, we knew she was a vampire. Well, she. I mean, she just talks uh, like she's never spoken English before, mm. but not like as in like English as a second language, as if she just doesn't know words. Like she's, she's never timid. spoken she's, any she's language. very timid. Yeah, before. Um, but you know, Caleb senses weakness and he moves Swoops in. right <laughs> in like a real predator. So Caleb's idea of the first date, try to eat a girl's ice cream cone. Yes. And then show her a horse. And <laughs> show her a horse <laughs> yeah. who's promptly spooked by the horse and runs away. Yeah, that's... Well, the, not, the horse is spooked by her. Right. He said spooked by a horse. Okay, I think they right. spook each other. Yeah, she goes, horses hate me and runs away. Because <laughs> animals can sense evil. Sure. Yeah. That's, that's an old vampire thing. We, that was we my, we've that seen that in movies. Yeah. My very first note of this movie was, do horses hate vampires? So I guess so. Okay. Yeah, animals, the, the vampire like lore type shit is animals can sense them and don't like them. I'm just going to go out on a limb and say that Vlad the Impaler probably had a stable of horses. Probably. You know what would have been awesome is if uh, May just punched the fuck out of that horse. <laughs> <laughs> like a blazing sound. I was going to say, yes. fucking boy. <laughs> what is the character's name? Mongo. Mongo. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that would have been great. May's got real Mongo vibes. <laughs> and then Caleb's just like, and I'm then, still making my move. So in the first of many instances, May's going to be like, what time is it? Oh my God, get me home. Well, this is after she's like, stop the car. And I was like, whoa, okay, it's about to go off. And I've seen this movie before, but I, I always love it because I always forget mm. what happens. So she's like, stop the car, get out. And he's like, what are you doing? She's like, listen, shh, listen to the night. And I was like, that's the worst Dio song ever. <laughs> and, but like, she's like wanting him to listen to the night. She's like, it's deafening and so bright. And he's not getting it. Um, oh, and he's like, what's he? there to get? Yeah. He's out there to get some, not yeah. get that. I don't care. If a woman tells me to slam on my brakes, stop the car, get out and goes, shh, 
listen to the night. It's deafening. I'd be like, you got to go. Uh, well, getting back in the car and driving off. Yeah. I'm like, can it, can you, would you want to sit in the bed of the truck? And I'll take you somewhere. But that's about it. I'll take you back to where I found you. <laughs> the gas station. This is 10 years before anyone knew about the rhythm of the night. So it's true. You know, he, true. She didn't know, he did not know what she was talking about. No, we do know about the lonely of the night. Thanks to Billy Squire. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. But no rhythm. So mm-hmm. the sounds of the night, that's beyond the 87 what is mind. The sound of the night is just crickets. Yeah. In West Texas. Yeah. It's just yeah. going to be crickets and uh, like trucks. Well, this is Oklahoma. <laughs> oh, okay. This so is Oklahoma. That's true. Oh, that's true. Get your fucking atlas out, bro. <laughs> I don't have it, yeah. Uh, you're going to hear the cone tractors. <laughs> <laughs> the, contractors. the cone tractors are shut down. It's nice. You know? um, so yeah, though at this point she does start freaking out. She's oh, like, what time is it? What do you think she wants him to hear? What What, what is the, well, the ambient sound of the night that she's hoping he hears? I think she's just enjoying like, she's like, ah, isn't this like... Like the blood uh, the rushing be- of... The beauty of it, but yeah. She, has like vampire super senses, right? Yes. So, mm-hmm. I mean, maybe she hears shit he doesn't hear. Well, she does because later on, once he starts drinking the blood, like, like he's like, oh my God, I can see yeah. it. And they go frolic, which I got to talk about the frolic in yeah. this movie. He's like, these crickets are so loud. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, um, she starts flipping out on him. This whole time, he's trying to make little subtle moves, you know. Subtle my ass. He's like, let me get one feel. Well, I'm no, like, n- what the fuck, bro? He says now he wants he- a kiss. He doesn't go give me a feel. <laughs> he's about to ratchet it up. But until now, it has been like, okay, this is kind of cute, if strange, that you are going to take her to see your horse as your first play or second play after trying to eat her ice cream. But then, yeah, he likes. He's like, "Oh, is it because your dad will be mad? Don't worry, just tell him old Caleb said it was fine." It's like, uh, it's that work because my God, that dude was so confident in that line. And she's like, "You don't understand." He's like, "All right, I'll take you home. Take me. Give home. me a kiss first, though." Turns his truck off, yeah. and takes sits the there. keys out and dangles it in front of her. I was like, "Oh no." Oh boy, here we go. And I think this is when she fell in love with him. <laughs> <laughs> You're my type. Yeah, she's the like key dangling type. Yeah. Oh. I I see at first I thought like, oh, she doesn't want to kill him. She doesn't want to feed, you know, like, oh, she's just trying to like, oh, I like this guy. I don't want to like kill him and stuff like that. But then after he becomes all kind of rapey and he's just, she's just like, all right, fuck it. I'm gonna bite his shit. And then she does. She bites him in the neck. Yeah. What is it about him? Because she's like, I want to make you part of my well, calling. Well, I think it was an accident, right? Doesn't she like, she like changes her mind and runs away. Like, I think she was going to kill him once he became yeah. Mr. I think she realized how early it was. I yeah. think like she saw like the blue light. Sun is rising. Mm. And um, she was like, oh shit, I don't have time for this. I got to go. I got to skedaddle. They were pissed at her. They're like, you're supposed to kill them or else they can become vampires. And that's interesting in this movie. If you get bit you get turned and other ones you have to drink their blood to be turned. So, and then they said that you should have drained him, which yeah. means yeah. if you leave any blood inside of them, they become a vampire. Yeah. Like basically if you bite them, mm-hmm. they're infected with a vampiric gene at that point is what I got. You got to squeeze that juice box. You got to, you got to make yeah. sure they are dead. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Straight uh, up. But she fails. So Caleb is just all like, Crazy, not crazy. He's very ill now. He instantly no. becomes sick. Well, before he gets sick, he goes, he goes, man, that was some kiss. And I'm like, bro, you are. And he sees the blood. I'm yeah. like, bro, you are bleeding. Yeah. Like, well, you know, like, do you not feel what a fang puncture in your neck is like? Do you think this was Caleb's first kiss? He was like, oh, so that's what it's like. Uh, I think I think he's just never. He's seen it on TV and is like, oh, has seen it on TV. Yeah. He's like, so you got to bleed him. Okay. Maybe. Uh, he, he wrote that down for the next poor girl. If he didn't turn into a vampire, next time he actually had someone who would let... But May was close enough to the RV park at this point. She just runs yeah. home. And yeah. for no reason whatsoever, Caleb's truck no longer starts. Yeah. So he leaves it and walks home. Yeah. Well, And he's about to get home as the sun's coming up and he starts like... I couldn't tell if it was the dust from their no, fucking I think he's tumble smoking. No, he's, he's smoking first, but when they see him like off in the distance, yeah. that's the dust. 
But no, when he's actually walking, he's smoking. He's yeah. already turning. So his little sister sees him off and is like, hey, look, it's Caleb. And dad's like, about damn time. Sun's up. And he's like, he looks sick. And he's like tumbling over, falling through the, the empty fields leading up to their house. Doing a great Buster Keaton impression. Yeah. And all of a sudden, this RV comes screaming down the dirt road. And the door swings open and they grab him and pull him in and drive off as the dad tries to run after the RV. <laughs> the RV, the vampire vehicle of yesteryear. <laughs> yeah. The Winnebago. <laughs> so at that point, they take him back to their quote unquote lair, right? It's like a hangar. It yeah. looks like a, like an old airplane hangar. Well, they, they have a whole like interaction in the, the RV real fast where basically they're pissed. They're pissed at May. They're like, damn it, May. Like you said, you know, you're mm. supposed to drain him. He's got a week. Like we'll give him a week to see. She's like, no, no, you can't kill him. Cause like Bill Paxton's like, I'm going to fucking slash him up. I'm going to tear your face off. And I was like, oh my God, I want a vampire face off movie. Mm. Dude, they love that's They use, I'm going to tear Paxton your face off. Paxton and Pullman. Oh, my God. Finally, the fans can get what they've been asking yeah. for. Hollywood. Uh, <laughs> too bad Paxton's Yeah, dead. I know. They got computers now for that. Uh, oh, you're right. Yeah. Hologram. They can bring man. Tupac back. Exactly. They can bring anybody back. Uh, they, they threatened to rip someone's face off twice in this That's movie. That's true. Yeah, yes, real go-to right. line for them. Uh, now, the, the whole... You've got a week period. It's just arbitrary, right? Yes. It's yeah. just the time frame they set. Yeah. I think they should have extended Because May is like, if you kill him, you're going to have to kill me. Because for some reason, May is instantly in love with this dude. Yeah, she was just about I to I mean, kill don't get him. me wrong. He's a hunky dude. But especially later on when he's got no shirt on, he's got those abs. You're like, what the fuck, bro? He's built. Yeah. Yo, he's, yeah. he's built like a guy who rides a horse. <laughs> That's true. Those are horse abs. <laughs> uh, yeah, but, well, but I think they should have given him like a month. They didn't even want to give him a fucking minute. So think about it. he's going to start feeding the next night. Right. So like, I mean, like maybe a week is long enough to basically this is dead weight. But you have to have time to get rid of your moral compass if you're going to start murdering people in the middle yeah. of the night. Well, what it says is fast. it took all of those people like 35 seconds. Oh, I can kill now? Sweet. Let's do it. How long did you think it took the kid from Teen Witch to kill? Uh, he was killing before. <laughs> <laughs> he was a murderer during his human years. Yeah. I would have loved more backstory on Homer's like, like how he, yeah. what he was up to because he's like an elder. Yeah. Like he's right. an old and man. Like I said, like, like his, his whole, his whole character is perplexing to me, but we'll get to that a little bit later. Mm-hmm. Right. So they give him time. They're like, okay, if you're going to be one of us, you got to go out and kill and you got to be able to pull blood. your own weight. Basically, right. we can't carry you. So the next part of the movie is just like all the vampires split yeah. and then they all start hitchhiking and chasing down these people and so forth. And it's just like a, a cavalcade of, of murders. Big old feet in time. Yeah. yeah. We get to see like how they all like, like, um, Homer like crashes his bike and like waits for someone to help pick him up. And then he bites Which was them. clever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A kid falling on the ground is going to get everybody to stop. That's true. Yep. Jesse and Diamondback, they just pick, pick up hitchhikers. They're just in their car and they get hijacked. Yes. They get by hijacked, some kids with shotguns. Yeah. I wish we could have Who seen went that scene. straight to fucking like from carjacking to rape in like 0.3 seconds. Yeah. He's like, check out the missus. Someone dance with your wife. He you're going like, to like it. He's like, you're going to die. He's, he's like, like, I'm going to rip your face off. Yeah, we're going <laughs> to yeah. take your car and look what we hit the jackpot. Let's get it on. It starts putting a gun barrel down her shirt. And I'm like, bros, I guess you know what you were out to do tonight. I really wish we could have seen this scene unfold. Yeah. I wanted to see these guys. Get I killed. wonder how much of this stuff got taken out just due to the fact that it was like, this is way too gruesome. Yeah, you know, it could have like, been. Also, they only had a $5 million budget. Even back then, that wasn't Yeah, a that's ton a very small budget, very especially true. with some big names, too. But killing two guys on screen, though, I don't think they'd be that Because Henderson and Paxson definitely were getting paid. They had to save it all for the bar scene. That's where their money went. True. 
and, and then, then we've got okay. uh, we've got Caleb and May who are hitchhiking with uh, a truck driver. I like that truck driver. He was a nice guy. Well, before that, I, again, yeah, before that, like, isn't this part where he runs away to catch a bus and she's like, "You'll be back." And he goes oh, to catch a yeah. bus and like he's like the bus ticket back to Oklahoma is 14 bucks. And I was like, I wish. But like, yeah, he, he like tries to run away. He's like, I can't do this. I don't know what's going on. He's freaked out. And she's like, you'll be back. And then he realizes he, he eats a candy bar and it tastes like garbage to him. And he spits it out and he's like, mm-hmm. what? And then he ends up going back. And that's when she's like, you got to feed. You got to do this stuff with us. And, and she gives like, him some of her blood well, to like hold him over. Yeah. And then, and it's very orgasmic. It's very sexual, like the way it's shot and stuff like that. And Which then is the, something that is kind of bled over into other vampire movies yes. as well. Like yeah. True Blood, that HBO show, yeah, when humans would drink vampire blood, they'd get all high and Yeah, because she's like, she's like, it. listen to my heartbeat as he's drinking and you can hear like the bubble, bubble. And she's all like making faces and he's getting all horned up and stuff. But it's the next night that we see all the killing, mm-hmm. and that's the night that May and Caleb get in that truck with a truck driver. Mm-hmm. Chekhov's truck, if you will, because that shit's going to come back in a major way. Yeah. He learns how to drive a big rig from um, some dude. And yeah. then this There's is two be- brakes. You've got to know that. That's important. There's <laughs> two important. brakes Rush for a truck. Knife. Yeah. Um, but this is where we find out that Caleb, like, this is supposed to be his first kill. He can't he do can't it. He can't do it. Yeah. <clears throat> he throws up. Yeah, so he pulls over. Caleb jumps on the ground and starts puking, and May's just eyeballing the guy. And she's like, I guess you're going to not do this, and then has to do it herself and takes out the driver. Because yeah, the truck driver's like, are you okay, man? What, yeah. you can't drink and drive? I was like, whoa. Yeah, he, he thought that was the best man, joke. the 80s were so cool. Because they were drinking <laughs> booze in the, car, the yeah. truck, and I was like, well, that's just not safe at all. But mm-hmm. Now, I will say, maybe May should have started by finding, like, a dick to kill there. I mean, it seems like this place is rampant with criminals, so they probably could have find some crime going on and been like, Oh yeah, kill this dude. He's like a fucking, you know, drug dealer, whatever. Well, that's all I'm saying. Other than him being pushy with trying to get into May's pants, he's portrayed as this moral compassed character. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would say he looks the pushy. Innocent. He's the yeah. innocence. Yeah. I think it reads different in 2022 than it did in 1987. I don't think people back then saw him as pushy. I think that was just part of the mating. It's yeah, weird that was, now. That was just but how it was. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he, he was he, he was very he was very innocent, like you corn fed, you know, like innocent young boy who's you know coming of age. And I guess really throbby. the worst thing he does is turn off the car and go give me a kiss, and I'll turn the car back on. Yeah, yeah that's a little weird. Yeah, I think that would have and even fun then not then. completely out of like the realm of like what people would even do nowadays. Maybe not quite as like it's not a first blatant, date move, I would yeah. say, or it's not even yeah. really a first date. He it's he turned it into a date. It was he, supposed to be a hookup. He offered her a ride home and yeah. then took her to see well, horses. He did ask if she was sticking around, and yeah, she's like. Fair not enough. long and it was just like there you go bro uh, anyway so yeah she they they feed and he won't even drink the blood of the um the truck driver she has to feed him again in the oil field <laughs> when there's two derricks <laughs> and again this was very sexual like every time he feeds on her and he almost drains her she's like if you drink too much you'll kill me and he's just like i'm sorry he didn't but, even say anything he just smiles like a goon oh does he because yeah. he's so like high off the okay. blood at that point and then we immediately cut out of nowhere to a scene back to the dad because the dad and the sister saw Caleb get picked up in the RV. So they think he's been abducted. Yeah. We forgot to mention that. They're out going to like gas stations, holding up a photo. Like, have you seen my boy? And everybody's like, nope, nope. Yep. Nope. And I guess one very important thing, but otherwise this otherwise useless character is that he's a veterinarian. So he's got some medical skills. Wink, is wink, vet- wink. I thought it was just because he had horses. He had to have like vet stuff. I thought they said he was a vet. Maybe, maybe, maybe he up. is, maybe. but anyway, uh, he's got, he's got a bunch of like vets. Yeah. Stuff. Yeah. Uh, so that totally won't come into play later. 
But yeah, they're not looking around. They go to the cops and then this police station, like it is like 80% cigarette smoke in the air. You can't see anything. Probably that's probably filled at a real police station in 1987. <laughs> and uh, the cops like, well, we're looking for your boy, but what do you expect? He ran off with some people. And the dad's like, I refuse to believe that. And it's just like, God, would you guys please get on the same page? What are you doing about my boy? He says over and over again to the sheriff, yeah. he's like, all I can is like his excuse. And you're right, man. So much cigarette smoke. Everybody loves to remember the neon pinks and purples of the 80s, and they forget about the browns and the ashtrays. <laughs> Everything was just <laughs> dirty back then, man. Thick with smoke. Yeah. And then they'd give you those half-assed smoking, non-smoking sections, but the only barrier was like hope. Like, <laughs> it was just like two, two tables over. You would still have the smoke smell yeah. in the non-smoking section. Yeah. It sucked. Uh, it was the worst. During the, the scene where um, May and um, Caleb... Uh, he, he goes, what do we do now? And she's like, anything we want. And I was like, except go in sunlight. <laughs> like, she's like, we could do anything. And I'm like, no, you can't. No, you can't. I forgot. They do ditch their RV. Also, uh, anytime, they, anytime they do something bad, they switch vehicles. Right. Because uh, clearly the cops are going to be looking for that one. Right. They set it and on Jesse fire. Jesse knows this. And Jesse's the one that's like kind of leading that. Like, again, he's got tenure. He knows what the fuck he's doing. Yeah. He's know? been doing it for like 130 years. He, they set the RV on fire and then shoot at it. And I was like, now, if that ain't some Texas shit right there. <laughs> Sorry, Oklahoma shit. Well, let's just take just a moment. Some southern shit yeah. in general. Let's just take a moment and say how amazing all the explosions in this movie are. Yeah. So Holy slow-mo car explosions in this movie. Massive explosions throughout the entire film. They're just like, didn't expect it to be that big. You get some <sighs> real wild anarchy southern boy type of energy from these people. And I was like, I would give every dollar I own to see these dudes hook up with a lost boys for like a weekend oh man oh. the crossover film america deserves oh, you know that jesse and um homeboy from uh lost boys be getting down yeah you know i'm i'm picturing a, a vampire meetup in the style of the 1970s the warriors can you dig it where all the clans and colonies come out yes. oh my god the warriors but with vampires and other monsters like they have to make it back to their colony yeah. hideout yeah. and they have to go through like the werewolf part of town like it yeah they have to basically deal with like oh you don't go into that that building because that's frank Einstein's building. Oh my God, a Monster Squad-esque Warriors mashup. You know what? And there's going to be a baseball team. Fucking patent pending. You heard it? Yeah. Don't even edit this shit out. You all heard it here. There's a, a, a record of fact at this point. Some little kids like, Collins, come out and play. <laughs> <laughs> and there's going to be a team of vampire baseball players called the Vampire Bats. Oh, love no, it's it. Vampire Hunters. They're Vampire Hunters. And instead of bats, oh. they've got stakes. Okay. I like the play on the word bats. I like it too, but bats. we... We could actually just have them have bats, some of the warriors, okay. some of the yeah. vampires. Well, you know, we could take this off offline here. Uh, mm. We'll workshop the yeah. fuck out of this. Actually, yeah. I'm not kidding. I think I might actually <laughs> write this out. This is pretty uh, good. Anyway, so... I say, this movie has some like some excellent lines. Uh, I think it's Bill Paxton's character. Talk about another character goes, he was so ugly, he makes my gums ache. And I was like, damn. That, is a that was Homer. Line. Homer. That was Homer. He was like, okay. he's so ugly, he makes my gums hurt. And I was like, whoa. This is ache. Because I, I liked that's that. Right, I was like, right. Gums ache, man. There's an insult. That's when they're looking at Caleb up and down in yeah. an RV, I think. Oh, yeah. Such a great. And then yeah. it, and it's because he won't feed. They're pissed that he won't yeah. feed. And then Bill Paxson definitely calls another character. He looks like 40 miles of rough road. Yep. Like, damn, that is an insult, man. There's also a line in this one that I'm going to say now. It's towards the end. But um, Jesse, uh, Lance Hendrickson's character, says, the last thing you'll hear on the way to hell is your gut snapping like a bullwhip. And I was like, fuck yes. I don't know what that means, <laughs> but I love the way that sounds. 
Yeah. No, there's some amazing lines in here. So next up is... The bar. It's the bar bar scene. Yeah. They're going to give Caleb one more shot to prove he's worthy to stay with the colony. Yeah. They're like, look, you can't be a fucking parasite. You need to kill people. And they do call him a parasite, which I thought was a cool way to describe him. You can't keep leeching off of May. So his week's up. They're like... So yeah, the time in this movie is weird. It is very Because his week's up and they're like, we're going to kill him. And May's like, no, he's trying. Just give him one more shot. And they're like, all right, you got one more go at this and then it's you know we're gonna behead you we'll go into random bar in kansas or wherever or in texas or wherever the fuck they are kansas because yeah, i think they're in kansas yeah. now because the shootout happens in yeah. the those yeah. are and kansas talk about Popo. a shit kicker biker bar yeah yeah with, with four people four people and because of the time weirdness of this movie it must be 5 55 a.m when they walk into this bar i want to yeah. say it's probably about 3.34. They get served one drink. Yeah, and then it's And daytime. then when they leave, it's daytime. Well, the sun rises earlier on the East Coast. Not that much but yeah, well, The much. East Coast. <laughs> They're in Kansas. Just, no, <laughs> my point is, I'm just saying. Where's our atlas? <laughs> <laughs> but yes, no, it's sunrise happens when it's convenient in this movie. So this whole scene starts off like a Western. Coming into the saloon, yeah. the doors open up and our characters walk in and the whole bar stops. But the best part is instead of playing like the expected like country music, it's like this real synthy, just <laughs> tangerine dream, yeah. baby. Well, I'll be goddamn. Shit, kick your head. I was just like, what is this song? Yeah. It's the biker at the jukebox who puts it on, too. And I was like, <laughs> like Yo. B7. What was that line from fucking Dirty Work? Looks like there's going to be a brawl. Playing something good? Hell yeah! Rolling Stone Street Fighting Man, G. Stephon! You just hit G8. Puts on if, if you, you like pina coladas. <laughs> More or less what happens here. Uh, <laughs> I forgot about that scene. That's a good scene. Yeah. Uh, the juxtaposition, though, is awesome. I was like, this is some 80 shit. But you know what? It slapped. It did slap. Severin takes Caleb up to the bar and then just starts making a mess of this biker's drink. Yeah. Knocking over his shot, being like, give him another one and make him pay for it. He's been a real fucking prick. I did like his joke about um, when he dips his chin in the beer, you hear the one about... Um, Buffalo Bill. Buffalo Bill. <laughs> I didn't it, get the joke. Because he had like a white beard. Oh, That's is that... That's the whole joke. Oh, okay. It's a bad joke. It's a, it's a physical comedy gag, but... <laughs> oh, okay. it, it kind of relieves some of the tension that the bartender and the biker were having. They're like, okay, this guy's... Uh, he, you're all right. He's you a know? real joker, this guy. <laughs> Look at this guy. He's like, I'm just playing with you, man. Get this oh, guy another Buffalo, round. Is it Buffalo Bob? Buffalo Bill. Bill. Okay, so I was thinking like Silence of the Lambs, oh, Buffalo no. Bill. I was like, he's like, he puts his chin in the drink, and I was like, I don't get it. He's gonna tuck his dick no, back western. and dance, or what's going on no. here? Actual Western Buffalo Bill. Okay, gotcha. Individual, gotcha. yeah. Okay. Well, then I'm just, I feel dumb. Silence now. of the Lambs like five years away. So. I'm sure. But <laughs> that's what I was thinking. I was like, I don't get this joke. Yeah, it's a real deep Western cut joke. Yeah. So, I mean, he's clearly trying to instigate some yeah, shit. Yeah. Then he takes a drink, the new drink, and throws it in the guy's face. The guy's like, all right, I had enough of this shit. He goes to punch Severin, and Severin grabs Caleb and picks him up in front of him. And so the patron just punches Caleb. Well, doesn't he say, like, we need to soften him up or no, something? No, no. He, like he goes, I'm trying to teach a boy a lesson. Hit him again. Yeah. yeah that's and the right. dude's just like, I'm okay. on board. And I'm like, hold 
Holy fuck. Now, fun fact about this bar patron, he's going to go on to be in Terminator 2, and he's going to be the one that Arnold takes the clothes off of in Terminator oh, 2. Same, to, same biker dude. He needs to stay out of bars. Yeah. The guy's like, you know what? I get it. This is a sign. Yeah. Severin punches him. And then he tells Caleb, yeah, he's like, now you take a hit. And yeah. then he punches the dude across the room, and Caleb's like, did I do that? Show him, like, uh, dude, you got super strength. Yeah. yeah. Throws him, like, into a pool table. I guess just trying to point out, like, like, dude, this has its perks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, and then while all that's going on, everyone's just chilling and going about their. This, yeah. this is the weirdest thing about the people getting killed later on in this scene, and everyone's just kind of like, "Huh?" So that's happening. Yeah, over this there. bar has seen some shit because <laughs> uh, Jesse, Diamondback, and Homer are like in a a booth, a booth and they're calling the waitress over, like, "Yeah, can we just get uh, do we get some tequilas?" She's like, "You got it." Meanwhile, like in the background, a guy's like fucking flying through the <laughs> Homer, hair. Homer, the kid goes tequila, and then she's like, "You got it," and I was like. Wait a minute. Hold on. If those people walk in with a kid and the kid orders tequila, you're getting that kid tequila. Yeah, I guess that's true. <laughs> I guess that's true. So there's a guy playing pool on the other side of the uh, the room after the dude gets punched across. The uh, bartender at this point goes, There's two ways to leave these here friends. Is that? That's a fact. On your feet or on your back. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty tough words for a bartender, huh? And then he starts going full like Tommy Wiseau, Nick Cage, like d- jumping on the bar, dancing around, doing the fucking Pee Wee Herman tequila dance up there. Mm-hmm. And then he goes over to him and slashes his throats with his boot spurs. That comes a little bit later. Okay. The, he, the bartender shotgun Caleb in the stomach. Oh, that's right. Shoots yeah. Caleb in the stomach and he goes, and, and Baxter goes, whoa, wait, that a hoot. And I was <laughs> like, is it? It's like stings, doesn't it? And Caleb's like, I'm still alive. Yeah. He's, like, he's freaking out. He's kind of like, what the shit? He's like, I should be dead right now. Oh, but I'm not. Yeah. It's like being a vampire is not so bad. All that's going on and sort of interspaced in this, the waitress does come back with the tequila and, uh, and an empty mug and an empty mug. And Jesse just stands up and just very gently cuts her throat and gets puts the mug under her blood, like her bleeding throat to fill it up with blood. Uh, and that also does not disturb the rest of the bar. Well, Diamond, just Diamondback does the cutting, but it was really uh, weird. Diamondback. Like they have this really weird symbiotic yeah. relationship where like they're both cool with killing for each other. So it's weird. You have these little moments that really do flesh out the like interplay and the dynamic between these characters with like no like shoving it down the audience's yeah. throat. Mm-hmm. So the waitress either way gets bled to death or mm-hmm. you know, her throat cut. They drink her blood. And now the, the barkeep is finally like, All right, I'm going to need to get my, my shotgun. Yes, exactly. She gets killed. And then he's like, Oh, you guys got to leave. I'm yeah. Like, what the fuck, yeah. Dude? It's like, dude, more than just leave. He just killed her. He's like, you know what? Waitresses die here constantly. I'll overlook this if you just get the fuck out of here. But then he loads up his shotgun and uh, and then, yes, Bill Paxton kills him. Uh, and then there's one guy. There's one guy left. And everyone's like, Caleb, this one is yours. Well, May goes over and dances with him for a little bit. Right. Yeah. I guess because the kid seems so scared. It was to like maybe calm him for a moment. I couldn't tell if she was trying to calm him or if she was just kind of like fucking with him too. Like if she had a little bit of like weirdness to her also, she's like, this is the life we live. And it's just like, Hmm. I think they like fucking confusing with the food. though. Yeah. Confusing. I got more of like a motherly vibe to her. I got like her like maybe calming soothing, him down so Caleb yeah. could kill him. But like, yeah, oh she, yeah, that's that's because she does. She says, "Come over here, Caleb," and then she's like, "Now, now, now, do it. Take him, you know." And then, 
he doesn't because the dude playing pool goes fuck this and <laughs> launches himself through a window out of the bar as one should yeah. and starts running through the field if anything it's astonishing it took him so long to do that again everyone waits their turn to do what they're supposed to do it's like if i saw oh. someone get killed i'd be like through the window it is maybe all right here comes some patented john headcanon Maybe vampires are known to have like mesmerizing Ooh, powers. They put the glimmer on yeah, the glamour. Exactly. The glimmer, the glamour. <laughs> they just sort of have a little latent glamour power about Ooh, them. It's some, the only some general like, yeah, you know, it's the only thing that makes sense the way these people are acting. Some pheromone shit. Exactly. Maybe that's May's superpower. Uh, could be. Yeah. Also, she was kind of banging hot though. So I don't think she had yeah, but too much I'll tell you what, I don't care how hot someone is. If I just watched a bartender get cut in like half and a waitress get her throat slut and it's slut <laughs> her throat slit and some poor bar patron basically get like torn in half you know what there's not there's not a hotness in the world to get well, me to according stay to mark if you were like a teenage boy it wouldn't matter you'd still try to get some no that's not fair yeah that's <laughs> I know, a little i know i'm joking uh, watching anyway. actual murders is going to turn off the temperature <laughs> of any boy uh, if it doesn't <laughs> someone's got problems yeah for sure uh, so he jumps out and they're like, cause I'm just saying I was rock hard during this scene. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then, you know, the, yeah, he starts running off and they're like, go get him, Caleb. He's your kill. And so Caleb goes out after him. <laughs> now I did really like when they finally finished off the bar patron who was sitting at the bar with the drink. Uh, Bill Paxton as he goes to feeds on the guys like I hate him when they ain't shaved yeah <laughs> and he hesitates he goes out to get it and then he like kind of pulls back and he's like oh they fuck with this poor guy even more no there's a different patron where they're like hey I fucked your mom <laughs> <laughs> yeah and he's like stop fucking with me man that was the biker that, okay that, that was, was the, the biker. biker he was like because he's all like Hey man, he pulls the biker pulls out a knife and he's all like, "That's no a knife," you know, and then like knocks it away, and then yeah, they, they basically systematically one by one kill everyone in this bar while everyone's just waiting around for their turn. But like both the biker like goes to choke Bill Paxton, and Bill Paxton's playing along. It's like, Aah! and he's like, "Just kidding," uh, yeah. and that made me laugh. I Again, Paxton Paxton and Henderson had a blast in this. In this scenes. is the best scene of the movie. Yeah. By far. I would yeah. definitely put my stamp of that on here. Yeah. This is why to watch the movies for this scene. So they burn down the bar because, again, they got to destroy some evidence and they're going to get out of here and they're going to go find a place. And yeah, at well, this point, the really sun's pissed. coming up. They're like, Caleb, that guy is going to go right to the law. You really fucked us. Now we got to go the find law. some. Yeah. We got to well, go find Caleb somewhere to catches hide. him and he's going to kill him and then he doesn't. Yeah. He lets him go because the kid begs yeah. for his life like anyone would. Because, again, he has not given up on his morality. Yet. Right. Uh, and so they're like, you know what? We're going to save you just to kill you later. Or humanity, morality. I don't know which one it is. Either. Because anyway. uh, you're a real dick, Caleb. And you're, you're really harsh in yeah. our vibe. Uh, but they're like, right now, we got to go to a, we got to find somewhere. Because the sun is rising. Yeah, quickly. Much faster than I think I've ever seen a sunrise. They're there's, fast forwarding. There's times this way where the sun is rising and it takes fucking forever and I was like, you have minutes. You have minutes before the sun crests yeah. that fucking... Well, sometimes it looks like it is fast forward and it goes from dawn to noon and yeah. sometimes it is dawn for hours. Mm -hmm. I think this is one of those things we're going to have to let go in this yeah. movie just because, yeah, uh, it does not really make so a they, lot they of sense. So they darkify their van, you know, they, they put up... Uh, Tin foil and duct tape, etc. And they go to a hotel uh, and they find the hotel with the slowest service on earth. Jesse's like banging on well, this bell. Well, the guy was asleep. Who's was checking like, in at 6 a.m. in the morning? You know, 
Yeah, Check out true. times at 11. Most people showing up a little Fair bit point. before 6 a.m. So he, the, the motel owner comes out and he's like, hurry up, hurry up. And you can't imagine doing a lot of business. Out no. There and, and this guy's like the crib keeper old. He's very confused. Ain't and, you been here before? And uh, Jesse's like, yeah, I try to get around here every 50 years. Book my next room. Yeah. Put me down for reservation. Now, this was a really cool, subtle thing in this scene that I really loved is Jesse is like trying to get him to give him service. But through the window, the sun is creeping across the desk closer and closer and he keeps moving his hand back like he keeps slowly inching away from where the sun's coming in Mm -hmm. and it's very subtle and i gotta give it to lance for this because he did a really good job of kind of trying to like play it cool and not make it obvious but also like clearly being super fucking worried about this sunlight that's not something you saw a lot from other characters in like certain scenes but like lance Henderson did a really good job of kind of really playing it off like oh man he is nervous because when he goes to take the key from the guy's hand he wraps his hand in like a something and grabs it from him real quick his coat yeah, and it's like, okay, cool. I really appreciated that level of detail in this moment because it was supposed to be tense. What could have been like a completely like boring scene was made more intense by the way Lance the Anderson nuance was doing gave that. it breadth. Depth, yes. Depth. Breath, yes. Both of them. Yeah, a, yeah. a deep breath, if you will. Yeah, it's very broad <laughs> and deep uh, scene. But uh, yeah, so they go to the room and they're freaking out because the sun's already up and they're having to like cover themselves and run into the room and they're like, oh, fuck, yeah, this bullshit. And then they're like, let's just pass out. Like they immediately have to go to bed. Yeah. Turns out the Popo found him. Yep. Now how? Uh, because in the back of one of the squad cars is the guy that they let go. Mm-hmm. Yep. And how did he know where they were? There's only two places they could have gone, man. I think he saw their <laughs> RV because they have another RV now. Yeah, they take a car and they're like, someone's they gonna didn't be have looking time to switch this. cars yeah, yet. Yeah, I don't yeah. think because they were the sun okay. was coming up. So yeah, because no I think so, someone as they were driving away was like, they're gonna be looking for this shit box. We gotta go, you know. Yeah, yeah. so okay. I think that's why they try to park you a little bit further away, which comes back. And to they couldn't go the too ass, far because the sun was up. Yeah, so they had to like basically like quickly find a place. So and it's all of the law. Yeah, the all whole, of Oklahoma, all six of them. Yeah, they even called in the fellas from the snow cone farm, Kansas. Yeah, no, not snow cones. No, that's that's a northeast thing. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, saucer sugar cone. Yeah, sugar cones. The yeah. Oklahoma yeah. sugar cone. Yeah, they grow snow cones in Maine. Part time <laughs> share a part time sugar cone on them. Anyway, the entire outfit of cops is out front with yeah. a megaphone. We know you're in there. And right away with machine guns, too. Like, <laughs> right. like They're packed. They are gills with armor. Ready armor to, they bring in a tank. I mean, it's not, there's no tank, but that'd well, be the awesome. Vampires are like, yo, we got to do this now. Like, it's happening. It's go time. Like, they went from like, we can't even talk our way out of this to like, get the guns. We're having a shootout. This is your classic Western shootout. Yes. Yep. Very. Again, the moment the bar scene happens, it becomes a Western. Yes. And which the, I would have loved a more heavily, heavily vampire Western. In like modern actual times. set in the West? Maybe not so old in the West, but definitely much more like, you know, like think like Rob Zombie, you know, Devil's Rejects level like Western style. Well, I mean, this movie's set in the West, in the traditional area of where Westerns are set. Yes. I mean, this movie, it's not set in the Western I'm not time. Like, I'm not talking about like location. No, I'm talking think, about like more just like. Let's look at the Atlas, because I think Mark's talking about the <laughs> geography of the film. How West is West? Well, if you go too far West, it's a different kind of West. <laughs> Once you hit the Rockies, that's not the West, like of the Westerns. Yeah, you might as well be panning for gold at that point. Yeah. I mean, if you think like, think like Lonesome Dove, they start out in South Texas and go all the way up to Wyoming. So, I mean, that whole area is the West. Yeah, I think Unforgiven takes place in Texas. I mean, I'm going to say Kansas to the, the California coast. That's the West, I'd say baby. to the Rockies. I, I don't know if Nevada counts as the West. Back California. in the day, it was. I mean, it, dude, have you been to Nevada? And we went to Reno recently. That place is still pretty the West. Yeah, but like Cowboy West? There's some real Cowboy-esque West out there. Mm. 
Anyway, listeners, anyway, let's get, get at us. Yeah, get back uh, to us, listeners. <laughs> let us know. Settle this debate for us. Where is the West? <laughs> but anyway, uh, I guess yes. it all depends on where you're standing. Can we please talk about this gunfight? No. So oh. Bill Paxton, <laughs> being the the genius that he is, shoots a hole through the door to shoot a cop and blows that cop away. Yeah, I don't know what gun he was using, man, but he puts like just a it's like a shotgun, like dude. a like a basketball sized hole in that cop. Yeah, and then the sunlight pours through and burns the shit out of Paxton. Like it's, he is like. Squib work in this film. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. astonishing. Good. Yeah, too, also, too good. it was very unnerving to see uh, Homer, the kid, wielding a gun so much in this movie. And I know there's safety protocols and stuff, but like to see a small child holding a, like a pistol of that caliber, I was just like, <gasps> I felt so nervous for everyone. I was like, oh God, get that gun away from that kid. So they basically have a, a shootout. There's holes getting shot through the wall and awesome the cops scene. back and forth. And then like the vampires inside are having to dodge the sunlight pouring through the bullet holes. Yeah, it's a great looking shot. Yeah, it's really cool. So they're like, we got to get to the van. Or I think it's a van. No, they're like, like we're, we're fucked, we're fucked. And that's when Caleb goes, I'm going to make a run for the van. And that's when uh, Severin is like, you're fucking crazy, man. You never, game over, man. Game over. <laughs> um, I don't know if you're keeping score, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he's like, you're fucking nuts, man. You can't make it. Like, they're like, he signed a death warrant on himself. But Caleb is going to do it. He bum rushes out there. He's running towards the van covered in a blanket catching on fire and then one cop turns around with a fucking AR-15 type thing and just like pow, pow, pow and it's like just putting them full of bullet holes. Taking them in the shins and the freaking cabs. Yeah, it's it's yeah. rowdy but he is on fire and I was, as he tries to get in the van, he's like fully on fire as he's getting in the van mm -hmm. and he's going to drive it into the, uh, the little hotel room, the motel room that they're in and get him out of there. But like, I felt really worried for the, the, uh, the guy, the stunt man who was covered in flames. Cause as he's trying to get in the van, he cannot get in the van fast enough. And I'm like, that dude is burning. And he gets in and he just immediately drops to the floor to like put himself out. And I was just I'm like, Oh God, I could finally breathe when I saw that. Just knowing what Kane Hodder and everybody goes sure. through. You don't fuck no, with fire, dude. Pyrotechnics can go wrong. Yeah. Um, so. I'm sure there was like three guys with freaking um, extinguishers just waiting for that guy to get Inside into the van. Inside the van, I'm yeah. sure. But like, it was so unnerving. Like, it was like, oh my God, get him in the van. Get him right. in the van. He's burning. I was like, Caleb, you're just going to set the van on fire yeah. with your sunlight oh, flame. Boy, yeah. <laughs> the van just blows up. <laughs> the end. Slow-mo slow blow up. Yeah, might as well have been. But yeah, so he drives the van into the motel room and rescues them. They're like, holy shit, he did it. And at this point, he's proven his worth to... And yeah. Jesse, Jesse's like, you've earned yourself another shot, kid. And then they, so they go to another hotel where Severin gives Caleb the vaunted spur. He takes the spur off of his boot and is like, this is for you now. You he hands it up. You earned it. Yeah, you've earned yourself <laughs> one spur. And then Homer's like, shake on it. And then he goes, psych, and gives him the whole like, too slow, which I thought was kind of fun and mm -hmm. dumb. But then, yeah, but everyone's kind of like, okay, cool. You know what? You've you're on the team. You've earned your place. You've, you've, you're in. And um, all is forgiven, it seems. Right. And at this point, they're like, let's get out of here. Well, Homer goes outside to go to get a something. Well, well May and, May and um, Caleb, May and Caleb wander off. Yeah. They go frolic. They're going to go roll in the hay. And I think Caleb is in now. I think he would, if what's about to happen doesn't happen, I think he would have killed somebody. Yeah. If they really wanted to keep Caleb in their clan, they would have done this completely different. I mean, they're not thinking about like 
this guy needs time to change. Well, here's the thing. Inside and out. I think your premise is wrong. I don't think they give a shit if he's in the clan or not. Yeah, They're like, not. if it happens, it happens. This is if just not, something that's happening. Yeah. For them, it was a Tuesday. Bar. Yeah. <laughs> they do not. They're, until this right now, they are not on Team Caleb. They are like, yeah. if he's going to be part of us, fine. If he's not, also, in fact, I'm rooting for that. I mean, they, so, appreciate, they appreciate what he did, but they're also just like, if you lose some, you win some, you lose some. So, but anyway, Caleb, Caleb and May go run off and fro- frolic in the night. Homer yeah. goes outside over to the vending machines and stumbles upon Caleb's sister. He's smoking a Sarah. cigarette. That yeah. kid smokes so much in this movie, and I'm just like, I love the way it looks, but I'm also like, again, I was so worried for everyone in this film. Like, stop smoking, kid. Well, Put that guy out. He's on fire. Because he's 300 years old, it's okay. Yeah. Okay. So he, he stumbles across Caleb's sister, Sarah. Yeah. Who, who are also at the same hotel because they're out driving around looking for. Right. They just happen to be at the same place at the same time. Convenient. Yeah. Now, why does Homer immediately become obsessed with Sarah? Well, because she does what she wants, when she wants. Okay. And Caleb is like, you know what? Okay. <laughs> because Sarah acts like a 92-year-old woman who's like, yeah. fuck it, I don't care. I've lived a life. And it's like, you but are Are we to believe then? After the hundreds and hundreds of years that Homer, and this is getting him into my issue with mm-hmm, Homer, the mm-hmm. character. Yeah, tell me. He's never come across a child in his life in 300 years, and that he finally finds one that he wants to turn into his lifelong companion yeah. into the vampire vampiric years that they're going to spend. The movie actually does tell you why this happens. It does. He, that he's willing to die over her. Yes. What Be- is the reason? What because did I miss? Homer turned May, and he thought that him and May were going to hook up, and then Caleb comes and steals May from him, because in the multiple times, Homer super upset, and he's like, I created May. I don't know if it was a hookup thing, but I thought it was more of a, like, a partnership. Well, thing. yeah, I think it was supposed yeah. to be like a Jesse and Diamondback yeah, yeah, type yeah, yeah. thing. Um, and so he's very, very upset when... Caleb, when she goes off with Caleb, yeah. yeah. So then he sees this now kid who's like in his physical age, and he's like, "All right, you know what? I'm attached to you now." Yeah, he definitely has this kind of like she could death, be my child. She could be my child bride. But to the death, has he never heard the phrase? There's a million fish in the well, sea. Well, I don't think he expected it to go that far. Well, when he jumped out of the, uh, we'll get to the later end. on. But, but yeah, all right, come all on. Right. Okay, so this is the thing: is like. He he runs into Sarah and she's just like, he's like, what are you doing now? And she's like, don't worry about it. I do what I want when I want. You're like, wow. Yeah. She's like the cash me outside girl 30 <laughs> years before she was born. <laughs> what is it? Little baby or whatever it is. Uh, bad baby. Bad baby. Yeah. Yeah. Oh God. So anyway, um, but yeah, no, Homer's like, okay, I've got, you know, like a person my age, you know, he's got an attraction. I think he's like immediately like, okay, this could be a thing. And think about it. Most kids are in bed when he's up. You know, he's probably not seeing a lot of kids out on the street and shit like that. But it's yeah, true. you've you've run into kids before, like over it's not hundreds of years. Yes, exactly, you'd have to kidnap them or kill their parents, and after you kill their parents, and most in front kids of are them. not like unattended at night. So yeah. maybe he was like, holy shit, the sweetest taboo, unattended child. If he was like, listen, family, I need a, a, a bride. They would have made that a plan, I'm sure. I'm sure they would have. But I mean, you know, some people deal internally. I think you're giving their unity too much credit. They don't sound like they do a lot for each other. They they do what's necessary, but I don't think they're actually that close. You don't think they're a tight knit group? No, I, I, I think they think barely stand each other. 
Hmm. I don't know. They've been together a long time. Yeah, I think at first they were probably real tight, but after a hundred years, they're like, yeah, it's like, who gives a shit? So over. Oh, good. Severin's doing the whole fucking Buffalo Bill joke again. <laughs> <laughs> How many times do yeah. we have to do this? So Homer brings Sarah back to the room to watch TV. Which doesn't she have a TV in her own hotel room? He's like, you want to come back and watch well, TV? Asked, so you have a dad, right? She asked some question I didn't catch, but it seemed to to win her over like do you have cable or something yeah so she's like, like what kind of tv is it and he's like it's this. oh you mean they they got the room with the hbo package yeah obviously except they didn't because they go there and <laughs> none uh, of the channels work yeah well it's because and they uh, say it's 5 a.m right and so, i'm like okay so this kid's up at 5 a.m getting no, a soda that also doesn't make by any, herself any, and where's the dad being like my kid has not come back to the room yeah. she stepped out for a soda can but they also <laughs> nothing's on tv because they show the going off the air right. so that happened at like one in the morning not five the news was coming on at five i don't think news was going on at five i think back in the day it was like not that early i mean yeah. like I, at least by the mid 90s when i'm like young mid 90s yeah but i think like, like in the 80s it was still news. like six right. or seven here's what we're gonna do we're gonna find an TV guide from 1987 and we'll figure out when the broadcast starts. Yeah, it's probably not that hard. I we'll bet we'll get our intern on it. Guillermo, uh, get on that. Yeah, uh, but the, either way, there's nothing on TV, but it also does not matter well, they at all. see they see Homer bring this the kid in and they're like, go to the other room, get her, get her parents. You know, like, like Lance Hendrickson and Jesse knows what, like, okay, we got to do this well, shit. This is going to have to happen. Obviously. Diamond and tries so, to play like the mom, which I really, he's like, Homer, look at me when I'm talking to you. And yep. he's so mad about it. You can see him fuming. He's got to play it off. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, they're chilling. So, um, at this point, of course, everything happens at the same exact time. May and Caleb come back in and they're like, Oh my God, Sarah, what are you doing here? And she's like, Caleb, I should punch you. And, and um, he's like, you you have the right to. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, what kind of fucking family dynamic do you guys have? Mm. Well, and she's mad. I mean, I get I it. I know, but she she's talking like a 30-year-old woman. Well, yeah, I mean, that part's weird. They, obviously, the screenwriter has never talked to a child before. <laughs> like, Sarah should have been like 17. What do we find talk? out? She's a vampire, too, who's been right. alive. Yeah. And at this point, everyone's like, it's the happy reunion. And then the dad gets brought in by Severin at gunpoint. And, um, well, cause he asked Sarah's like, what room you in little, little darling? Yeah. And he goes and gets yeah. the dad. Cause they know, cause Severin and Jesse know that we're going to take care of this parent situation. Right. And so another classic do. Western and they well, got themselves a Mexican standoff. Everyone's pointing guns at everybody. Yeah. And it's funny though. Cause like the dad pulls a gun on Severin and he, and, and Kato's like, that's not going to do any good. And he goes, like, what really? do you mean? <laughs> yeah, and he just shoots him, which I was like, cool. All right. He's like, oh, watch Jesse how good it's going to do. Yeah, chest, he shoots yeah. Jess. And then he spits up the bullet, which was so cool. He puts yeah. it in his pocket. He goes, he you're going to need this later. Pocket. Yeah. Or like, you hang on to this or something like that. God, it was so good. It is super cool. Incredible scene. How? How did that but happen? the dad <laughs> asked him, because Jess, Caleb's like, you got to let these two go. Like, if you, come on. If you guys want to like. It's like, legit- I'm part of you, but this is my family. Like, they have nothing to do with this. I'm on Team Vampire. Well, no, they actually never say vampire. Okay, that's my. Movie. I got yeah. something in a minute. We'll talk about. I'm on team blood drinkers. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, and just, so they're like, nope, can't do it. Sorry. And so at this point, Caleb grabs his sister and his dad and runs out. And they they haul ass, and he's on fire. Like he's burning in the car. He's like, you gotta get me to safety. Blah blah blah. Right, and he's like, it's and like, like noon again. And this is the thing. He goes, what's wrong with you? He's like, you wouldn't believe it if I told you. And he's like, I don't even know. And I was like, again. Once again, in a movie, you know what a vampire right. is. I expected like my son's a damn vampire. Like I expected a line yeah. like he's that. Like, I, I couldn't tell you. You wouldn't understand anyway. I don't even know what I am. And it's like, God, we know what vampires are. Even if you live in the fucking backwoods country, you've heard of a vampire. 
Right. It is a classical monster. Yeah. yeah. He's like, his dad's like, you got to go to the hospital. And he's like, can the hospital fix this? He sticks his hand out the window and his arm goes up in flames. Yeah. I was like, man, you probably could have just done like, a, like a, your finger. You didn't need to burn your whole <laughs> fucking. got to make a statement of it. Yeah. Caleb's just in the back of the truck and he sees all his dad's like tubes and veterinarian equipment. He's like, take me to the shed. Was like, hey, <laughs> you ever done a transfusion? And his dad doesn't even answer. It just cuts like to the shed and Jesse's shirtless. Like, it's like, all right. I guess the answer is yes. Caleb. Caleb Sorry, Caleb Charles. Yeah. yeah. Caleb's strapped to the table and he gets himself a blood transfusion. From his dad, yeah. Mm. Dad gives him enough blood to wash all the blood out. Now I have questions. Now, who would have thought this would cure vampirism? No people. Because is, it's ridiculous. <laughs> is the vampiric gene only in the bloodstream? Yes. According to this movie. Okay. So your bad blood is what sets you on fire from the sun. But also... You don't, when a blood transfusion, it's not like you drain all the old blood and no. put completely new blood in. No, no. There's got to be a little bit left in there. Like quite substantial. You uh, like a, most of your <laughs> own like blood, blood is still there. Blood vessels in your eyes and shit like that. You're not, yeah. everything's not getting completely flushed out. You're not flushing the system out and then refilling There's it. There's blood so in your head. Yeah. Is any <laughs> amount of non-vampire blood enough? Like, maybe if you just overpower, maybe for like a 70-30 ratio. I think the transfusion would have to be done over several, several months. Yeah. Many transfusions. Agreed. But for agree. movie's sake, this was pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. And then then he's back at the dinner table. Just how, uh, you know, Tom fooling around with his sister. They act like nothing happened. No one. And, and later on, he goes, I'll tell you, because they go out in the field, because the first time he wakes up and the sun's hitting him, he's like, oh, I can feel the sun again. And then him and his sister go frolic through the field. And she's like, right, what the happened to scene you? Where she's just on his shoulders and they walk through the uh, sugar cone fields. Yeah. yeah he's like, yeah. what are we doing? And then he goes, he goes, I'll tell you eventually if you promise never to ask about it until then. And she's like, promise. And I'm like, what the fuck? No, I guess. <laughs> It's it. like They're, no kid has ever been like, you're right. I don't need to know what's going on here. I'll wait 10 years, which will be an eternity for a child. <laughs> yeah. Well, I get it. They're like, look, we're just never going to speak of this again as a family unit. There was a scene they cut, you know, it was off, off camera mm-hmm. where they all got family meeting. But they none cut, of this happened. But they cut to dinner and everything's like all forgiven. Nothing happened. We're good. It's a snapshot in the rural life of some country. Of a bumpkins. single dad taking yeah. care of two delinquent but children. The, the, so weirdly enough, though, it, they never show Caleb eating anything off his plate he's just kind of pushing his peas around you know what i mean that's another thing is i was like what if he still has the taste for blood so that's why i was confused (laughs) i was like is he better is he not because like as we saw earlier the candy bar makes him physically ill but Mm -hmm. here he's not eating his steak but well it's because he's gotten good blood again he's he's no longer a vampire yeah but he's not eating should he be eating Eh, you know, he's he's just happy to be back. He filled up on cones earlier. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Yeah. So they hear a noise. And then Maze is there. Again, the swing. And he's like, I'll go oil that swing. He's like, that can wait till tomorrow, son. And he's like, I'll take care of it now. Which the dad should have been like, okay, that's unusual. I'll go with you since vampires were just a part of our life. Yeah, but the dad's like, you know what? There's no need I for trust your son. Did Caleb really think they were going to pursue him anymore? Yes. Yes. He should have been. If he wasn't, he's a fucking idiot. May knew where he was or the vicinity of. Yeah. Well, they know exactly where he is because May's just in his swing and she's like, are you back with them? Oh my God, you're warm. And this what drove me nuts. She realizes that he's warm again. He's not dead. And she kind of gets like, oh, maybe he's not a vampire anymore. The first question I would ask as a vampire who's also said, I wish I could go back to a normal life would be like, How'd you do it? What did you do? What's oh. going on here, bro? But she's just scared and runs away. No, she goes, she goes, you've chosen them over me. And she gets fucking heart butt hurt. 
and runs off. And I'm like, really? That's what you're concerned with right now. The fact that he chose his family over you. I was expecting him to go, why don't you come live with me? He could have said any of that. I'll give you a transfusion. You'll be fine. Again, bring up the fact that you found a cure for vampirism. <laughs> well, Sorry. I didn't really catch that she was surprised that he was warm. Now I have a million questions. Yeah, because she goes, she goes, wait, what, what's wrong with you? Yeah. You're warm. Are the vampires dead? Yeah, you're you're dead when you're a vampire. So, okay. So is their you're heart? living dead. So they have, so Je- er, Caleb had no blood in him at all. It's not a transfusion. He's just getting blood put in him. He's getting working blood put in him. Yeah. But then how did his heart start beating? I don't think his heart stopped beating. I think he was just pumping cold blood. I you think know, your you know, body's like, just cold. And Vampires drink regular human blood to survive. Yeah. So they're already full of regular human <laughs> blood. Great question there, too. So you're so the, the conceit of this movie. But that's movie. in your intestines, not in your bloodstream, bro. True. Everything just goes right through. And then how, how come how she you, drinks out of her? He how much do you think vampires from shit if they're wrist? on a, a purely liquid diet? Oh, this, <laughs> yeah. this is this is falling apart <laughs> under scrutiny. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the conceit of this movie is that vampires. The greatest statement ever made when it comes to vampires. <laughs> <laughs> vampires have blood. They have a heart. Uh, everything functions like normal except they're cold. <laughs> All right, correct. correct. <laughs> That's what I needed anyway, to know. No warmth, baby. Reptiles are cold blooded. So. Oh, so vampires are reptiles? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> I, I, you know what? I'm sold. I understand now. <laughs> okay. So May runs off because she's emotionally hurt because he chose a family over her. And uh, uh, you know what? If if either one of you were in the TikTok, this would be a great time to drop in emotional damage, which is a TikTok meme that the kids will get. Mm. I love like our old man as a resident TikTok expert. I'm like, okay, here's a moment for the youth. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so anyway, May runs off. Caleb goes upstairs and realizes they have stolen his sister Sarah and left the window open is the clue. Yes. And so he runs outside and he's you like, they oh, my up God, there? could they fly? Oh, yeah. Do these vampires mm-hmm. fly? I don't know. They never, sh- never talked about. Sh- I'm going to say they don't. I no. feel like they would have shown it if they so do. So you think they climbed oh, up to the Paxton second story? would have flown if yeah. he could yeah. at any point. So they climbed up to the second story like a spider monkey. Or maybe they're mm-hmm. super okay. quiet. And they just snuck upstairs and grabbed the kid. They're like iguanas. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Okay. I understand now. Yeah. So he's like, oh, my God, I got to go get her back. So he runs outside. They've slashed the tires of the, uh, the cars so the cars don't work. And then he goes to his horse. And <laughs> my roommate goes, if they cut off one of the hooves to make it look like a flat <laughs> tire on the horse. <laughs> I loved it. And I was like, that's fucking amazing. Oh, man. Um, but uh, so he gets on his horse. And at this point, he's Western style riding into town on his horse to track down the vampires and get back his sister. I was wishing they would have played like the good, bad and the ugly. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll tell you what. This whole part to me is the weakest part of it. From here on out. I mean, they needed an ending. I get it. You obviously couldn't have cut it. I like this. But uh, I was just like, uh, I like that that just became like, I'm going into town and it's hell's like, coming with me. Yeah. It's like it switches over to like Rambo one. Well, <laughs> it's the time, right? 80s big yeah. action movies were the thing, right? So we're going to go out in a big bloisterous, you know, shooting, such, at the, shooting at the sun. It's such a different tone. Shooting <laughs> at the sun. Fuck bang, you. Bang, bang. It's such a different tone from the rest of the film. It, it is, is a very weird tonal shift in this but um, he goes in there gets knocked off his horse immediately Caleb is just ineffectual ineffective in all he does he lets off his horse and then he's gonna have a showdown with Severin heart of gold that kid Caleb not very good at anything else though <laughs> well, I mean, he, bless he, his heart <laughs> how is he gonna he tries to like physically contend with these super creatures okay so transfused 
blood out. Yeah. Got the good blood in. So he's mm-hmm. just a regular dude. So he lost all of his super yes. strength, right. right? Everything that he had, just gone. Yeah. And we just watched him kill he's a, a whole mortal, bar if you will. Yeah. Full of people. Uh, so Caleb had no chance. Even though he is incompetent for other reasons, I understand why he immediately gets his ass whipped. So. No stakes in this movie. No. Wooden stakes are not a part of this vampire movie. when you have trucks. Well, they don't know they're vampires, remember? <laughs> no one knows that they're vampires, remember? No one mentions vampires. Right. Anyway, so there's a big semi-truck coming into town. He runs up, stops the truck, and he's like, you got to get out. Blah, blah, blah. We got to get out of here. And then the truck driver gets shot in the head. Because Severin well, shoots like, him. Get from off like, my truck, kid. <laughs> yeah, totally normal yeah, response. Severin just shoots him in the head, and Caleb's like, duh. Guess it's my truck now. <laughs> I guess that's on me. <laughs> it's like, yeah, you got that yeah. guy killed, asshole. Dag nabbit. Gets <laughs> the truck and starts barreling down on top of Severin. Remembering how to drive like the guy yeah. taught him in the earlier scene. Check off semi truck. And he, mm-hmm. he celebrates so early. He's like, got it. Yes. <laughs> like, he's so happy with himself. He runs down Severin, and you hear the clunk. Like, he hits them and i was like oh okay damn he hit him and then severin just comes up the front of the hood and he's all like hey caleb it's party time or some bullshit like that and very good makeup work oh, he looks half so of severin's rowdy. face is just mush it's yeah. a bloody mess and he's pulp. fucked up and if you see the cover that's what yeah you know uh, the he, cover is so he should have said learn how to drive asshole <laughs> <laughs> we needed more puns yeah more, I'm more, wa- more one-liners i was walking there you know <laughs> oh God, the whole thing there's there, so there many was options room. Yeah, there was room, but punch, uh, punch so he, ups. Yeah, exactly. he gets up on top of the, the punches a hole through the um, the chassis, the chassis, the hood, mm-hmm. the hood, and starts pulling out cables like the gremlin from the Twilight Zone episode. <laughs> Is this important? <laughs> Just like, dude, what are you pulling out of there? I don't know engines that know to have a lot of like plastic cabling, but this one did. I also didn't know what he wanted to happen. I think he just wanted the truck to stop. I think he's making the truck stop. Uh, what happens is he blows up like a fucking atom bomb. Because <laughs> <Well, laughs> no, Caleb is like, oh my God, he's going to ruin this thing. And then Caleb remembers how to jackknife the truck based mm-hmm. off what the truck driver told him. So he jumps out after hitting the wrong brake on purpose to jackknife the truck because he knows he's, pu- he's pulling mm-hmm. fuel behind There's him. There's two brakes. Oh, yes. yes. And then, uh, he basically, I forgot about that <laughs> two brake system. Yeah, he jackknifes the truck on purpose and make it blow up because of the fuel to take out Severin. So it all plays out. It's all correct. Yeah. But that's the whole point. So boom. Severin's Check the dead. atlas. It's all in there. Oh, yeah. Okay. I'll look in the appendix. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Yeah. And now at this point, he sees Jesse and Diamondback and Homer's in the car with the sister, like keeping her like in place and stuff like that. Sun's coming up again. Yeah. Yep. It, 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 Sun is rising. So I was sitting here. I was like, why is this movie called Near Dark? It should be called Near Sun. <laughs> yeah. Right? Near, Near Dawn. Dawn. Yeah. Near yeah. Dawn. Yeah. Why, why would they wait to the end of it? Why not? Oh, sunset. Let's start this mission Immediately. now. Immediately. Yeah. yeah. Like the Lost no. Boys did. Yeah. yeah. Who do you think would win in a fight between the Lost Boys and this group? Lost Boys. Yeah, definitely. This you group so? is yeah. just stumbling from one like bad thing to another. <laughs> I don't know. I think I think Jesse and Paxton could have taken. Grandpa so. would win and uh, beat them all anyway. So, (laughs) but anyway, so yeah, so they Diamondback and um, Jesse are on each side of Caleb and Diamondback throws a knife to like stab uh, Caleb in the face. Sarah kicks her way out. She Mm -hmm. basically hits Homer in the head with a mag light, gets out and she's like, watch out, Caleb. And so he dodges. The knife goes right into Hendrickson's mouth, stabs him in the throat. He pulls it out like, damn it. And then uh, they run off. He gets he gets uh, Sarah at this point and is running her back to the farm. 
And the sun's coming up. The sun is up at this point. Caleb is running back to the farm with Sarah. He's got her in his arms, but he's getting tired. All right. And he falls over in the field and he's like, oh, my God, run home, Sarah, run home. At this point, the Volkswagen with May, Homer, Diamondback and Jesse plows through the field, picks up Sarah in the middle of the field. And then Caleb goes, This is when May, as they're driving down the road away from the farm, May says, like, like, is like, this is not right. She grabs Sarah, jumps out the back of the window. Now, the sun is up, so vampires going to catch on fire. Mm-hmm. So she's like, let's get out of here. They roll on the ground, and May and Sarah are running back to the farm. To where, Caleb's to arms. Caleb, where yeah. I guess he's got a blanket for May. Yes, he's got a blanket for May. Because, of course, he planned for he got that blanket out of the middle of the field for some reason. <laughs> well, that's where you blankets grow underground in Kansas. So you need the, you need the blankets to grow the cones. Yeah, you, exactly. Yes. Uh, so cones are topsoil. Blankets are underneath. <laughs> exactly. You pull them up like a carrot. So <laughs> May, May's like, wait a minute. I've had a change of heart. Runs back. They get together. Homer is like, no, my child bride <laughs> jumps out of the car and starts running after um, Sarah. Like just full like, I need you. He's Don't leave me. The worst day of this man's life. He's yeah. 0 for 2 on women right now. <laughs> That's true. I just I And can't. then he catches on fire and then explodes yeah. like a fucking kerosene right. lamp. Just like, boom. I was like, That's crazy. That's 300 years of pent up sexual <laughs> tension just blowing out of him. Pretty much. Yeah. But still, I just, I cannot justify that reasoning in his character. I don't think it was to go necessarily grab Sarah. I think it was to kill Caleb. He's just so angry and frustrated. No, he's yelling for Sarah. He's like, Sarah. Yeah, I guess. Look, he's found someone who matches his own old man energy in Sarah, (laughs) and he's like, finally, this is the one. She's my more fish in the sea, my man. You would have learned that by now. Anyway, anyway, it's unjustified. It doesn't matter because he's exploded at this point. Right, and then in in a Thelma and Louise fashion, Jesse and Diamondback just kind of embrace and hold hands, like, well, this is the end. Well, they see what happened to Homer, and they're like, oh my god, no! So just immediately give up. Well, they're like, our colony's fucked, and you know what? Well, their car's not blacked out either. They they are burning alive. They know. They're like, okay, we're not it's getting like out of this partially. Alive. They're also covered in blankets to a yeah, degree. They they're burning. Though. They're, they're melting and like singeing and shit. They're like, okay, we're kind of fucked. We might as well just like run them down. I They could have retreated. I go back. To, I agree. I, but I I'm just saying in the in the movie, this is what they decided yeah. to do. They're like, I, okay. I think it goes back to Jesse's just over being a vampire. He does not seem to get the level of enjoyment out of it as Severin does or did. I think he's just like, you know what, man? Let's just call it. I think that the director just wanted to follow that classic film style where the, you know, the big bad goes out in a blaze of glory. Well, sure. If you want a meta movie, right. I think that is it. Yeah, it's a very Western ending. Yes. 100%. So they just, they accept it and then the entire car explodes like a bomb. Because they blow up inside of the car too. Are they yeah. going to cause inflammable material to just spray yes. everywhere? Yeah. Well, vampire exactly. uh, insides, incredibly explosive. Incredibly. As we learned, demon blood is acidic yeah. and vampires are highly flammable. They're walking Molotovs, these vampires. Yeah, dude, it makes C4 look like a joke, okay? You get a touch of vampire, level a neighborhood. What I expected was to, through the windshield, just watch guts go... That would have been cool. Instead, the car went. They don't have that kind of money. They got fire money. They don't have guts money. (laughs) If you had the opportunity to blow up a car, would you say no? No, you blow up a car. They already blew up a truck. Yeah, Yeah. but that's not a car. (laughs) And they blew up an RV. And they blew up a bar. (laughs) They blew up everything. (laughs) But they need a car. (laughs) Why not mix it up and just have some guts on a windshield? Look, we're in for a penny, you're in for a pound, all right? This is an explosive movie. That's the box quote. This movie is explosive. (laughs) 
<laughs> Jesus Christ. Hollywood, don't get at us no, anymore. get at us. <laughs> but we end in a freeze frame. This movie yes. ends in a yeah. freeze Everyone's frame. Everyone's jumping up, fist in the sky. <laughs> but no, it's not yet, remember? Because like it but fades out. They give and May then a transfusion. May the transfusion. Sure. So May is transfused and the sun hits her and she wakes up. And she's like, what? Oh my God, no. And then I'm she's not like, on fire. I'm alive. And then basically, yes, this is where we get the, the freeze frame. I don't believe that Caleb would have been the first vampire to try a blood transfusion. Why? When would they have tried it before? Hmm, probably the first blood transfusion, whenever that would have been. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what, though? Here's the thing. They never indicate that. All that we know is Caleb is the first vampire that these vampires know of. But we don't know that these vampires are part of a bigger vampire order. Could just be each colony is its own thing, and maybe other colonies have discovered blood transfusion, but it has you know hasn't made its way over. I don't think there's like a vampire uh, vampires weekly. Okay, you're right. Well, what these vampires need to do is to network. Yeah, create a newsletter and really get out there and share vampiric knowledge amongst each other, and then perhaps you don't have to live in an RV on the run. True. In fact, 87 computers were around. They could have created like a BBS, a little, little network forum type thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Vampires get with it, man. Yeah. 1818, the first successful blood transfusion in a human. Wow. Define successful though. Is it like they successfully moved the blood over and the guy just died <laughs> or That's for right. a medical journal podcast? Yeah. Get at us doctors. I would recommend this movie. I would too. I really did enjoy it. It's a, it's a lot of fun. Even though we can sit here and nitpick stuff and tear down the uh, actual being a vampire blood transfusion thing, it's still a good time. A lot of explosions, great 80s-ness in here. Uh, what, seeing Bill Paxton ham it up is probably the highlight of the movie for me. Get it watched while it's on Shutter. Who knows where it's going to be next? Yeah. Well, it's sure not coming to fucking <laughs> Blu-ray yet because Studio Canal's dragging their ass. Exactly. But yes, it is. Well, the fact that it's actually made it back out is a good sign. The fact that it's still available now, like, or it's available now is a good sign because for a while you couldn't find this anywhere. Yeah. I might pick this up on the Blu-ray too. And I think the last out. time I saw this was like at a, um, at a dude's birthday party where they rent out the draft house and they pulled from like um, Tim, whatever the guy who owned draft house, like private mm. movie collection like pulled the reels like the actual like nice film like that's the only way i'd seen it in like fucking forever so yeah it's it was hard to find so i'm glad that it's back out but yeah, yeah definitely recommended by me yeah but i hope the blu-ray has some good special features i'd like to know more about the making of this film sure there's some cool trivia on uh imdb of course you never know how much of it's true but like johnny depp and db sweeney both auditioned for the role of caleb Oh, man, what a different movie that would have been. Yeah. That would have been cool. Like, evidently, there was a train that used to stop in the, um, like, where they were filming. There was a train that, like, passed through and stopped. And one night, Bill Paxson in his, like, half his face makeup went up to him and was like, there's been an accident. You got to go see the other guy. <laughs> it's, like, totally crazy shit. I don't know if this is all, like, legit, but, um, yeah. <laughs> well, that sounds like three recommendations from us. Go watch Near Dark. Not a yes. super scary movie. Not a really great horror movie, but a really badass fucking movie with vampires in it. Yeah. It's or, a good not vampires because they never said the word vampires in this movie really did not know this oh shit and at the end of the day caleb gets so close to the dark he got near dark but he came back to the light hmm. oh. oh and 
that's oh. why it's called <laughs> Near Dark. Yeah. Imagine. I actually thought that's what it was. So. There's a Near Dark too, and we find out Caleb and May only dated for seven days. Turned out hated each other's personalities. <laughs> Could Ooh. not stand each other. Near Dark too. It's always darkest before dawn. Oh, I'm into shit. it. Hollywood, get at us. That's good. That's good. Well, listener, have you seen Near Dark? Why don't listener? you listener? Listeners. We have more than one. Plural. Have you seen Near Dark? Why don't you let us know on our social media? We got a Twitter, a Facebook, and an Instagram page. You can find all things Grave Talk at thegravetalk.com. And if you have any recommendations for cold opens or movies, let us know. We're happy to add them into our schedule. Are we happy about it or do we do it? We just do it. Okay. But we pretend to be happy. Uh, that's how I live my whole <laughs> life. <laughs> now nah, we're happy to do what you guys want to hear. It's true. We are. So Garrett, sometimes. Let me put a caveat on that. Sometimes. Most it's like a ray of sunshine in our otherwise dark lives. <laughs> <laughs> Well, why John is getting all philosophical <laughs> on us over here. Garrett, what's the next film up for grabs on the Grave Talk? So the next movie we're doing, Mark, is a John choice, since I got to pick Near Dark. Mm-hmm. We're doing Happy Death Day. Oh, the Groundhog's Day of the horror world. Yeah, it's mm. exactly what it's known for. I believe that's the, the poster <laughs> text. You've seen Groundhog's Day. Now imagine if it was horrific. This yeah. was a good movie. Yes. I mean, it's only, what, five years old at this point? Maybe? It's pretty recent. It's yeah. only five minutes long. Yeah. yeah. The second one, not so great. Don't watch that by mistake. Well, you can tell us about that one yeah. on the podcast. No, I'm just so. warning the listeners. You might see Happy Death Day too. Not the one we're doing. Happy not Death Day. Happy Death Day singular. Day singular. Okay. Yeah. There you go. All right. We'll get that one watched and come back and hear us talk about it next time. Thanks for joining us.